Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Three hours of the very best Am I the Butthole stories of 2022. Here we go. Am I the jerk for making a post about my daughter's favorite celebrity being rude to us? My daughter and I were recently on vacation. We spent the day in an area that's known to have a lot of rich and famous people. And towards the end of the day, we saw one of my daughter's favorite celebrities, we'll call her A, walking out of a store. My daughter ran to the store, but when she got near A, she was stopped by A security. They said that A was there with her daughter for her daughter's birthday and wants to focus on her daughter. My daughter was very upset because she's been a fan of A for a very long time. So she tried again for a picture but was turned away. My daughter was crushed. So later that night, I made a post talking about my experience with A. How she wouldn't let anyone go near her and her daughter. The fact that her security was rude and her not being willing to stop for a couple seconds for a picture. I understand it's her daughter's birthday, but a one minute interaction with a fan isn't going to ruin her day. And if it does, That girl needs to learn that the world doesn't revolve around her. The post ended up getting a lot of attention and a lot of people actually said my daughter and I were being entitled for expecting A to interrupt her daughter's birthday for everyone that wants a picture. I wonder why. My husband also saw the post and said he couldn't believe that I would bash her for trying to spend the day with her daughter. I'm not trying to bash her for spending the day with her daughter, but she wouldn't be where she is without her fans. So I think she at least owes it to them to take a picture. So am I the jerk for making the post about A? Yeah, I completely agree with your husband here. Are you joking? Like, come on, think about it. For you and your daughter, sure, it's just one photo. But what if every person in the world, all of her fans came up to her all the time and then said, yeah, just a quick picture. It would take a minute. Add up all those minutes on her daughter's birthday. You as a mother with your own daughter, at least you should understand that, no? And look, I get it. It's not ideal, especially for your daughter. She's going to be upset. That is tough. And ideally, this wouldn't have happened. But from the celebrity's point of view, you have to admit it makes perfect sense. And making that post and everyone commenting you're entitled, that's probably because you're entitled. Am I the jerk for cheating to get a promotion? I put the cheating in quotes here because I don't think it's cheating. But my colleagues disagree. I'm in my 30s and everyone involved is between 30 and 50 years old. About six months ago, our unit VP announced his retirement by the end of the year. So the company went into search mode. We recently found out our manager will be promoted into the VP position. So now his position needs to be filled, which brings us to my current situation. I'm single with no kids, so I have no other responsibilities except to myself. I really want this position because it's a visible position and a great stepping stone to my career as seen by my manager's promotion. And it will almost double my pay. Once we found out about our manager's promotion i started to take on extra projects and taking work home i leave work at my normal hours then work from home until 9 or 10 p.m even on the weekends all of those extra hours have allowed me to take on harder projects that other people turn down and complete more than anyone else my manager and the vp have noticed and complimented me on my hustle my colleagues also noticed my increased production 
Last week, a work friend asked me how I'm able to do all of those projects in eight hours, and I told her about my nights and weekends. Word got around, and this week, during our weekly conference call, my colleagues told me to cut it out. They accused me of cheating because I'm putting in the amount of hours they can't, so I'm skewing the production numbers. I refused. I don't think it's cheating at all, and I argued they can put in the same amount of hours if they like. Some said they can't because of family time, and others refuse to work hours they won't get paid for. We're all on salary. We spent most of the meeting arguing about it. So, am I cheating? Am I the jerk? Alright, the last time I checked, working hard at your job and doing extra hours is not cheating. And just because these people have chosen to live lives in which maybe they can't afford to give more hours to their job, or they just don't want to, both of which, by the way, is completely fair, it doesn't mean that you're doing unfair stuff because you've chosen to do that, if that makes sense. Like, it's your decision. Obviously, it's not cheating. Absolutely ridiculous. And if anything, your work ethic would suggest that you deserve the promotion. Good stuff. Am I the jerk for not doing anything for Christmas this year and making my husband livid? So, I'm a stay-at-home mum with three kids. My husband works full-time and gets an okay salary, but he's tightened the grip on spending for the past four months to be able to save up to go and watch the football event overseas. He's literally obsessed with anything to do with football. He said he rarely ever gets to do what he wants, and so I didn't want to judge him since it's his money, really. We discussed plans for Christmas, and he told me to handle everything since he won't be back until December the 20th. Okay, so he must be at the World Cup. For those of you that don't know, that is currently happening in Qatar. He told me he'd put aside money for Christmas decorations, food, gifts, kids' needs, etc., The money in total, though, was $100. I was completely shocked. I told him $100 for an entire family's Christmas celebration was obviously not enough. He shrugged, saying it's all he's got. But I pointed out how he's paying for his friends and his girlfriend's travel expenses. He told me to just take it, but I said that if he decided to leave me with just $100, then I won't be doing anything for Christmas. We had lots of arguments and couldn't get this resolved. He's in Qatar now. He left a few days ago. Yesterday, while I was cleaning, I found an envelope with the same $100 and a note from him telling me to make it work. I sent him a message that I've decided that I won't be doing anything for Christmas with this little money, period. He was livid. He just kept sending an angry message after another, calling me spoiled and telling me to stop expecting to live like I was still living in my parents' house and to stop trying to rob the kids of enjoying the holidays like other kids. I haven't replied, but he is livid, saying I'm punishing him for going and trying to guilt him into using his own money. Now, let me tell you, I'm a big fan of football. That is association football soccer to you Americans out there. The thing is, with the Qatar World Cup, I know firsthand that it is extremely expensive to go out there. It's not just the price of the ticket, the price of the plane the price of the hotel it's all of that in a package raised by so much money because qatar have a total monopoly on it right and they're trying to get a lot of money from the event trust me i know so the fact that he's given you just a hundred dollars when he's out there for the entire duration of the world cup which by the way is a month so he's there for over a month i don't know how many games he's going to probably a lot there are how many in total 48 might have even been more 64 i think there are 64 games in total that rings a bell i don't know how many he's going to but he's putting a lot of money into this adventure fair play if you can do that but not then to leave you with a hundred dollars to do the entirety of christmas and then say make it work no that is crazy obviously you're not the jerk here op but your husband clearly is am i the jerk for calling my wife unreasonable for backing out of spending christmas with my family after my mother rejected her cookie sample 
Context. For every holiday, my mother would ask the women in the family, my sisters, sister-in-law, my wife, my female cousins, to send samples of the desserts they plan to bring to the celebration for testing and to see if these desserts could make it to the food menu. My wife has been complaining about my mother deliberately rejecting every dessert sample she sends. So many times my mother has told her that she's being honest and keeping the guest's best interests at heart, yet my wife still thought that my mother is deliberately excluding her since two of her dessert samples were rejected before. For this year's Christmas, my mother is doing the same thing but this time she told every woman who was participating to make a cookie sample and send it to her for testing my wife took it as a challenge and to be honest she worked really hard to make a good sample and sent it to my mother days ago and the results came in just yesterday i came home from work and i found my wife upset i asked what's wrong and she told me that my mother rejected the sample she sent and decided to exclude her baking from the food list or menu for christmas this year i didn't know what to say But she then told me she was backing out of the invitation to attend Christmas with my family I was stunned when I heard her make this statement. I tried to talk to her, but she said it was done I called her unreasonable to decide to bail on the whole family over some cookie sample That's just freaking crazy and quite unreasonable We had a full-on argument about it and she stated that my mother caused this But I told her that my mother is pretty serious and careful about the food She offers the guests since we're going to have relatives coming from all sides of the country She told me to stop mentioning it later I heard her crying despite telling her that her baking is amazing and people have preferences. That's all So am I the jerk for insisting that her decision was unreasonable? Wow, and looks like we're ending today's episode with a jerk. Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? If you yourself are admitting that they are very nice and look, she's putting in a lot of time and effort and still just being banished. Actually, to be fair, it doesn't even matter if they're nice or not. It's just not a nice thing, is it? To tell somebody, no, we're not having your dessert here, but everyone else is allowed. Like, it's weird. I mean, the whole thing's weird in the first place. Why is she sampling and testing your desserts? That is not a normal thing to do, right? Usually, family members come and bring their own stuff and you're just happy that they would contribute in some way. You wouldn't taste test it like it's some gourmet menu come on like it's just christmas meal it's not that big even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Beep. Am I the butthole for deleting my friend's wedding photos in front of them? I'm not really a photographer. I'm a dog groomer. I take lots of photos of dogs all day to put on my Facebook and Instagram. It's my thing, if that makes sense. A cut and a photo with every appointment. I very seldom shoot things other than dogs, even if I have a nice setup. A friend got married a few days ago and, wanting to save money, asked if I'd shoot it for them. I told him it's not really my forte, but he convinced me by saying he didn't care if they were perfect, they were on a shoestring budget, and I agreed to shoot for $250, which is nothing for a 10-hour event. On the day of, I'm driving around following the bride as she goes from appointment to appointment before the ceremony, taking photos along the way. I shoot the ceremony itself and during the reception i'm shooting speeches and people mingling I started around 11 a.m. And was due to finish around 7 30 p.m Around 5 o'clock food is being served and I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to be the photographer In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any table I'm getting tired and at this point kind of regretting doing this for next to nothing. It's also unbelievably hot 
The venue is an old veterans legion and it's like 110 and there's no AC. I told the groom I need to take off for 20 minutes to get something to eat and drink. There's no open bar or anything. I can't even get water and my two water bottles are long empty. He tells me I need to either be the photographer or leave without pay. With the heat, being hungry, being generally annoyed at the circumstances, I asked if he was sure and he said yes. So I deleted all the photos I took in front of him and took off, saying I'm not his photographer anymore. If I was to be paid $250, honestly, at that point, I would have paid that $250 just for a glass of cold water and somewhere to sit for five minutes. So was I the butthole? They went right on their honeymoon and they've all been off of social media, but a lot of people have been posting on their wall asking about photos with zero responses. And there we go. Pretty straightforward one to start off this episode. In my opinion, absolutely not the butthole at all. Like seriously, they expected you to work for eight and a half hours with no food or water. That's baffling. Now for our next post. And guys, with all of these, please do get in the comments down below and let me know if I'm wrong and your own opinions on these stories. Am I the butthole for telling my wife it's embarrassing she gave our daughter's bus driver cookies? Some important details. My wife is very shy, but enjoys giving and is all gung-ho about showing appreciation to workers she assume aren't appreciated or recognized. She tries to pass these beliefs onto our kids. Because she's too silent to show her appreciation, she does it through gifts, usually baked goods. I've been embarrassed about it in the past. Our oldest rode the school bus for the first time. My wife was waiting at the stop with our daughter and had her hand the bus driver a bag of homemade cookies. Then when she picked her up from the stop in the afternoon, she gave a bag to the afternoon driver. I asked why she did that when she could easily have just said thank you and left it at that. She said the bus drivers work so hard having to comfort all the nervous kids and handling the unbehaved ones while driving. They deserve more than a thanks. I reminded her that this has embarrassed me in the past and I think her behavior is too extreme. I wouldn't want gifts from someone I don't know. She ignored how I felt. I contacted some people in my life to see if I was just the crazy one here and most of my friends and my mum agree. My wife's way of showing thanks just makes everyone uncomfortable. So, am I the butthole? I don't know, mate. Let me just let me f- figure it out really quickly. Yeah, to be fair, I actually completely agree because think about it. Would you rather have someone just, you know, give you a throwaway thank you comment or someone bake you some really nice cookies that probably took them hours to do? I know what I'd rather, you know, I really do. You're so right as well because, yeah, sometimes when you accept gifts from people you don't know, showing their gratitude, that can be really awkward. It's not a nice thing to have to go through, is it? And to be honest, I feel for the bus drivers. Think about it. Put yourself in their position. Free cookies from someone saying thank you. What horrible experience to have to go through. I feel bad for them. Now, my question is, how many people are going to believe that? I'm going I'm to go with a healthy 10%, maybe even more. Who knows? Now, moving on to our third post. Am I the butthole for not accepting my sister's relationship with my ex, despite her having cancer as a teenager? Honestly, as titles go, that has got to be up there. I am a 25-year-old woman. And my father married my 23-year-old stepsister's mother when I was four and she was three. We've lived together most of our lives and are a family. She and I were extremely close. She developed cancer when she was 14 and she was sick for about two years. She's since made a full recovery. During that time, my parents became understandably overprotective. They also asked a lot of me. I quit my extracurriculars so I could get a job. The money went towards her bills and so I could drive her to appointments. 
I didn't go to dances and any fun activities I did needed to include her. I did almost all of this willingly, the exception being having to quit my high school volleyball team. I did throw a bit of a tantrum about that, but I was swiftly punished. And I think having one emotional breakdown was pretty chill given the circumstances. Anyhow, I go to college and meet my ex. We'll call him Ben when I'm a junior. We fall in love, blah, blah, blah. He and I move in together when we graduate. So we've been living together for about three years. We were serious until July when I walked into my bedroom and saw him with my sister. I broke it off. Tears were shed. He moved out, etc. My sister apologized at first, but then backed off. Now I thought she was giving me space, but last week she called and asked if we could meet up. She told me that she and Ben were in love and were just telling me as a courtesy before they started posting photos online. Distraught, I left her in the restaurant by herself and did not pay my portion of the bill. She later Venmoed me asking for the money. Wow, that's the sort of person she is, crazy. She told my parents, who then called me to their house, telling me how disappointed in me they are for not supporting my sister's relationship with Ben. Ben. Wait, really? Okay. Well, they brought up the fact that because she had cancer as a teenager, she never learned proper social etiquette and has a hard time meeting people. I don't buy this, in part because I've seen her socialize just fine. And since we spent a good chunk of the time she was sick together, that would also mean that I should have bad social skills as well, by that logic. They then told me that if I don't accept my sister and Ben's relationship, they may have to go no contact. What am I re- They may have to go no contact with me. I reminded them that I'm also their daughter and they should understand my point of view, but they are adamant that this is about me being jealous of her. For the record, I'm not jealous of her. I'm not upset that Ben picked her over me. I'm sad about the end of the relationship and I do feel betrayed, but Lord knows that I don't want to be with a cheater. What I am upset about though is the fact that my sister chose Ben over me. That she slept with him knowing he and I were in a long-term committed relationship and that she continues to be with him knowing how much it hurts me. Now, no one in my immediate family is talking to me and I'm getting messages from aunts and uncles and cousins telling me that I'm a butthole and a selfish female dog. Okay, I was gonna end it there, guys, but look, there's an update and I've just had a little skim. It's it's mind-blowing. Here we go. Update. Sometimes you can only laugh. Just got off the phone with my cousin who saw this post and said he could explain a few things. I asked him why he was on Reddit instead of school. He asked me why I was on Reddit instead of work. He told me that after my conversation with my mum, she went to his house and talked to my aunt. And here's the deal. Turns out my sister is not only in a relationship with Ben, but four months pregnant too, which means that she and Ben were screwing around for longer than I'd even guessed. Apparently, my parents are so adamant that I forgive her because I'm already ruining their experience of their first grandchild. That's right. I'm less important than my stepmom posting ultrasounds to Facebook. This is where we're at. Anyhow, I called out of work, sick the rest of the day, and I'm going to drink a lot of alcohol. Like, a lot of alcohol. And then start thinking about what the heck I'm gonna do. Um, yeah, probably one of the maddest posts I've ever read on this subreddit. I mean, goes without saying, you're obviously not the butthole. But I tell you what, your entire family definitely are. And by the way, can I just say, 
Right, I'm not taking anything away from the fact that your sister went through something truly terrible. But there's going through something bad and then there's being a terrible person to your sister afterwards. And by the way, having bad social skills, what has that got to do with having cancer? Sorry. Like those two things are surely mutually exclusive. They don't really relate to one another. I don't understand it. Anyway, let's move on. And now for post four. Am I the butthole for not paying to change my father's gravely insulting gravestone? My father and mother had a very bitter marriage towards the end of his life. He had a long-running affair with another married co-worker and got her pregnant before he passed. Sorry, are we foreshadowing the previous story or something? Anyway, he was planning to leave mum, skip the country, and move to Canada to start a new life with her. They had a house picked out and all. He had moved out and was living with his co-worker when he suddenly died of a heart attack while having sex. So I shouldn't laugh while having sex. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. That's um, that's my immature humor right there. Sorry, fellas. Divorce papers were never filed. No legal separation. They were in the process of moving all things legal, but on paper, they were still happily married. Now, me and my siblings are already out of home. Our youngest sibling is 19 and is in college. I work for a tech company and I'm currently back in my hometown helping my mum manage his estates. Well, my mum was hurt and petty and marked his gravestone as in loving memory of John Doe. Son, husband, father and adulterer. My dad's family and his pregnant partner are mad and want me to fix it. Now, I personally think it's fine. That's who he was. He was all of those things. And since it's my mum's plot, I can't do anything. So, am I the butthole? Imagine if all messages on gravestones or, you know, just words that are normally really nice had to actually be legit. So, for example, say you buried your granddad and he just wasn't a nice person. You had to write on the gravestone, yeah, he's a bit of a dickhead. Um, and that was just there. That'd be more fun, wouldn't it? As for this story, I'll be honest, I don't care. I'm now just, you know, going through what I'd have on my gravestone. You know what? Comment down below. What do you reckon would be on it? And now for our fifth post. Am I the butthole for not letting my parents into my son's life after they secretly tested his DNA? I met my wife, Sonia, at a restaurant where she worked as a waitress. It took me a while to finally be her boyfriend. I introduced her to my parents and they voiced out their disapproval after meeting her. It's a wonderful start, it really is. My parents think that she's only using me to achieve her American dream. I told them that is racist and I'm very offended by their assumption. After my wife accepted my marriage proposal, we asked for both our family's blessings. Her parents were happy for us, but my parents were gutted and refused to give their blessing. Because of this, we decided to elope and only invited my brother and Sonia's best friends to be our witnesses. Long story short, now that we're two years married and after we welcomed our first child, my parents started to reach out to us. My kind-hearted wife didn't think twice to welcome my parents into our lives. She let them meet our baby two days after being discharged from the hospital. My parents visit us regularly, and one day, while dad and mum are playing with my son, Gareth, mum said something along the lines of, Aren't you the cutest baby ever? I'm so glad to confirm you are indeed my grandson. Now, she didn't know I was around because she looked startled when I said, What is that supposed to mean? Mum tried to change the subject, but I insisted that she tell me what she's talking about. She sat me down and apologized first before telling me that they had Gareth's DNA tested to make sure that he's mine. I was speechless for a moment, and before I blew up from anger, I told Dad to give me my son, and they better leave before I lose whatever respect I had left for them. My mum was very apologetic and said it's because they don't trust my wife and that our son looks nothing like me. 
I didn't argue anymore and I told them to just get out of my house My wife was in the kitchen preparing for lunch and I told her that my parents had an emergency And that's why they left without saying a word I didn't tell my wife about the whole dna test thing until after two weeks when she asked why mum and dad weren't visiting anymore I told her everything as I know I can't keep a secret from her She started crying and it broke my heart I know how much she tried to win my parents approval and what I told her was like a slap across her face That night she told me that she can no longer let my parents into our child's life and I actually agreed with her When mum called to ask when they can visit again, I told them they are no longer welcome in our son's life Mum called my dad and I told him the same thing. He was livid. He called me ungrateful and cruel He also said a few choice words about my wife, which angered me even more I didn't even hear the rest because I just hung up Did I overreact? Am I the butthole? Obviously not. I don't even need to comment on this. Let's move on to the final post Okay, I lied. Now, the only reason I'm doing this little face camp is because I, I have got, I've got a massive problem uh, with your son's name. It's 2021 and you call your son Gareth. Like, is your, is your son 56? It's, it's unbelievable to me, but that's just my personal opinion. So, you know what? You call your son what you want. Don't listen to me. I'm just uh, some bloke in his room. So, there you go. Turns out I won't be calling my son Gareth, though. That's just for the record. Anyway, let's carry on. Sorry to interrupt. And now for our final post of this video. Can you believe it? You've made it all the way here and you know what i've saved the best to last so aren't you lucky anyway am i the butthole for telling my in-laws exactly where my husband was when i was in labor i gave birth to my son 10 weeks ago i went through an exhausting period while i was nearing my due dates i was experiencing discomfort and wanted my husband by my side when i go into labor but he'd go out every night to hang out at his friend's place and watch football games I suggested that he play or watch games at home just in case but he was having none of it and said he had to attend game night at his brother and friend's place along with their buddies he said they had certain how can i describe it rituals when watching a game and that he can't enjoy doing it at home or anywhere else the night of our son's birth my water broke while my husband was at his buddy's place watching a game i called him and told him to get home and take me to the hospital he said he was coming but he didn't wow i ended up calling my sister who lives nearby and she took me to the hospital my husband showed up two hours later after he kept calling asking if i was still in labor saying that he was almost done watching the game this can't be real is this real if it is what what he was able to make it on time for our son's birth but i was furious with him mad and disappointed He apologized profoundly and has been working on regaining my trust and respect for him after what he's done He's otherwise very supportive and involved in our son's care last night I was at my in-laws house for dinner and we were talking about my son's birth dates My husband suddenly started recalling what happened that night Basically, he started lying about driving me to the hospital waiting feeling stressed out and standing on his feet for so long without food or even water I was confused and I just said no none of that's true. None of that happened In fact, he was watching a game when I went into labor and I wanted him to drive me to the hospital But he didn't show up until two hours later My mother-in-law who takes no rubbish from anybody and whom everyone fears lost it on him yelling asking him if that was true and he kept quiet she started berating him left and right telling him to sit down and shut up when he stood up to argue then told him to stand up when he was sitting arguing 
Everyone was laughing at how she basically treated him as if he was a boy in trouble. Well, he was. She kept saying, shame, shame, shame on you. This is not how I raise my children to treat their wives. Jordan, you are a disgrace and I'm disappointed because of what I heard about you. He literally swallowed every bit of his mother's berating and didn't say anything till we got home, where he went nuts, saying that I made him look neglectful, a bad husband and father, by telling his family about where he was. And he said that I shouldn't have said anything, but I argued it wasn't okay for him to lie and play the hero in front of his parents. He said I just caused a rift between him and family and asked if I was happy now. So am I the butthole? Should I have not said anything? Well, listen, I'll be honest. Watching football, not this like terrible American rubbish, proper football with your mates is good fun. And if you think about it, you can always have another kid another time. And hopefully if there's not a game on that evening, you can go to the birth. I I do kind of agree. Football has to take precedence at some points. You know what? It's just a fact. And also think about this. He actually got there for the birth. So he missed nothing. Nothing at all. Don't know why you're complaining about it. Don't know why his mum's berating him. I salute him. I hope your team won. Sir, am I the butthole for demanding that my son's stepdad pay for the Xbox he threw in the pool? I am a father of a 16 year old son called Adam. His mother and I have been separated since he was six. Adam is always happy to spend time at my place as part of the custody agreements. He hates his stepdad and calls him controlling. He puts strict rules on Adam and punishes him for long periods of time over small mistakes. He doesn't give him allowance like I do or let his mum give him any money. So Adam started working to be able to buy the stuff he wants. Now, Adam always wanted to buy an Xbox, but couldn't afford the full price. So I told him whatever he saved, I was willing to pay double and he was able to buy a new Xbox for the first time weeks ago. I got an angry phone call from his stepdad asking why the heck I bought Adam an Xbox knowing it's not allowed at his house. First of all, I told him that Adam paid for the Xbox with his hard-earned money. And second of all, that it's his mum's house, so he can't dictate what is and what isn't allowed. He went on about how the Xbox is a distraction tool for Adam from his school and chores. But I assured him that Adam is responsible with time and can manage and balance just fine. He suggested I keep the Xbox at my house and that Adam can come over to play. But I said that that's not up to me. Clearly, I got him angry enough. So he warned me about the consequences of seeing Adam playing with the Xbox and ignoring his duties. I hung up immediately. Two days later, Adam called and was freaking out, saying his stepdad had a rage fit and threw his Xbox in the pool as a punishment for Adam playing it instead of mowing the lawn. I was in dismay. I went over to his mum's house to see what was going on, but I didn't find her. Instead, I found Adam crying and I confronted his stepdad and he said he'd had to do it because Adam was being neglectful with his chores and said that this was the result of built-up resentments because of Adam's continuous lack of responsibility. I argued that even if he thought Adam was being irresponsible with his playing time, throwing the Xbox in the pool was unhinged of him because he could have hidden it for all I know. He yelled that he gets to decide what punishment fits and went on about how he was just trying to help Adam become a responsible young man. I was tired of this and I told Adam to pack up his stuff and go to my place. His stepdad firmly said he wouldn't allow it and that I was preventing him from performing his duties as a father and an authority figure. But I told him, you need to pay for a new Xbox. He argued that I was delusional to expect him to pay for something he doesn't want in his house in the first place. But I said that was enough, then left. Adam's mother came and argued with me, saying her husband made a mistake, but I shouldn't have taken Adam out of the house. 
I asked if she was happy with how his stepdad was treating him and she said that's tough love because he wouldn't have done this if he didn't care I blatantly said that her husband was just being an overbearing power tripping control freak and told her that adam is staying with me and we're expecting a new xbox She told the family I was stopping her from seeing adam. All right guys get down in the comments What do you lot think is op the butthole or not? I'll give you three seconds to write something down. I lied. I'm not waiting around, especially not for you. Um, I think that OP is definitely not the butthole. I mean, if you chuck someone's Xbox into a pool for no legitimate reason, as you said, you genuinely could have just hidden it and it would have had the same effect, then yeah, you got to buy a new one. Pretty obvious. And now moving on to our second post. Am I the butthole for telling my entire family that my cousin's child-free wedding isn't 100% child-free? And refusing to attend i need some insight to see if i'm in the wrong because i really don't feel like i am i am a 32 year old woman and i just received an invite to my cousin alex who is a 30 year old woman's wedding it stated on the invite that the wedding would be child free i'm not new to child free weddings but what has me frustrated is the fact that there will be children at the wedding alex plans on having her and her future husband's nieces and nephews at their wedding I overheard her asking her sister if her niece could be the flower girl at a family get-together. Now, this confused me because child-free means no children. So, I called Alex and asked. I told her and said that if her nieces and nephews are going, then my five-year-old daughter, who is similar in age to her nieces and nephews, should be allowed to go too. Alex said that only those in the bridal party are the exception and that she wants her nieces and nephews at the wedding. When I asked why they could come and not my daughter, she said it's because she knows her niece and nephews are well behaved, so there will be no issues. She also knows her sister and brother-in-law's parents very well. And to top it off, she's a teacher who wants a day where she doesn't have to deal with the children of others. She also just said that she's closer to them. I told her that her reasoning was ridiculous because child-free means no kids, including her nieces and nephews. Alex then told me that I was more than welcome to decline the invites. So I did. I ended up venting to my mother, who is married to Alex's dad's brother. And while she didn't agree with Alex, she said she could understand her feelings. However, my dad didn't like it and called her dad, my uncle Mitch, asking why my daughter couldn't come. Now, Mitch told my dad that it is Alex's wedding and said that she can do as she pleases. He also said that cousins are not the same as nieces and nephews, especially since they're in the bridal party. My dad said that since Mitch is paying for it, he should talk Alex into allowing children. But he declined and said that he and my aunt don't believe paying for the wedding gives them a say. And even if it did, he agrees with Alex. This upset my dad. So he then told other family members. Now, several members are upset that Alex and her future husband's nieces and nephews will be there, but no one else is allowed to bring their children. We've got a fairly large family and we all watch each other's children. So finding childcare will be difficult. Most of the family say it's Alex's wedding and her reasons make sense. But I and some of my cousins are refusing to attend. Alex doesn't seem to care one way or the other. One cousin told Alex she was bringing her child anyway. To which Alex said, make sure you wear sneakers so it's easier on your feet as you're escorted back to your car. Which is how we found out that she's having the security guard from her school checking the guest list and that he knows to not let any children in. So, am I the butthole? Oh, wow, this one's a bit hard, isn't it? Oh, wait, no, it f- isn't. Um, it, it, it's like obvious. It's, what, who posts this sort of shit? 
Like, seriously, it's the most dumb post I've ever seen in my life. It's Alex's wedding, you stupid mug. Obviously, she can do what she wants. If she wants no kids, but if she wants kids that she likes, it's her wedding, man. She can do that. Crazy, I know. And also, why are you being like a grammar Nazi and going over the exact specifics of calling it child-free and therefore having to have no children at all? It just means that you can't bring your annoying little kid, mate. That's it. She can bring hers and her nieces and nephews that she likes and those aren't going to be a problem. And by the way, want to be heavily involved in the wedding as part of the bride party or whatever. But not your little rats. They can stay out. And now for our third post. Am I the butthole for reminding my husband's friend that I make three times his salary? My husband has a friend called Mike who fancies himself the wolf of Wall Street. Mike got some money when his grandpa passed away, about 150k, and he blew it all very quickly in get-rich-quick schemes as well as trying out day trading. He's currently working in a call center while still trying to make it big. He's got no inheritance money left. The issue is that Mike is really bad at making financial decisions, and so he keeps losing money, but that doesn't stop him from repeating over and over that next year he'll make his first million. He's been saying this for five years. I wouldn't mind his attitude as much, except he constantly belittles me and my husband, looking down on us for our car when he doesn't have one, or saying that smart people work for themselves as a dig at our jobs. He finally made money last week, about 2000, and he came over for dinner. He was on a huge high from making money and was more arrogant than usual, talking about how he was going to buy a really expensive car and wouldn't be caught dead with the car we own. He then kept saying, I made 2K in 15 minutes. Nobody else at this table can say that. He then proceeded to try and give us financial advice, which consisted of him putting down mine and my husband's jobs. He makes the same amount as my husband and way less than me. I got fed up with his attitude and said, Mike, we didn't make 2,015 minutes, but I do make 100,000 a year, which is about three times what you make. And I never blow 150K. So I really don't think you're in a position to advise on finances. He stormed out and said I was a butthole. My husband thinks I should have been nicer since I know how he is. So am i again of course absolutely not but realistically i don't even know why i'm commenting on this story i don't care about anyone involved the truth is that if you add up all their salaries of all three people involved in this story and times it by 10 you still haven't got to my yearly salary and that's the truth guys i'll be completely honest that is the truth so why am i even bothering to comment on these guys these absolute losers making six figures jesus get a better job can I put that in? Fuck it. Who cares? And by the way, before all you lot like go down to the comments and say stop flexing and stop being arrogant, etc., etc. Obviously, that is actually true. So yeah, I was flexing. Deal with it. And now for our final post of today's R slash Am I the Butthole episode. Am I the butthole for not following my husband's new religious beliefs? Me and my husband, who are about 30 years old, met in college and have been married for six years. My husband was raised in a strict evangelical household, but broke away from those beliefs around the time we met. We had what I thought was a very happy marriage until my husband's father passed away in early 2021. He received a cancer diagnosis and was gone a few weeks later. My husband was and is very understandably completely devastated. He'd remained very close to his father, despite no longer following the religious beliefs of his childhood. My husband decided to honor his father's memory by rejoining his church. Unfortunately, it is one of those churches that forbids many things I find fun and relatively harmless and classifies them as addictions or tools of Satan. For example, before his father's passing, my husband and I enjoyed having a glass of wine or cocktail now and then. 
maybe a couple times a week and we also enjoyed weed or edibles legally once every month or two but after joining the church my husband decided he was an alcoholic and drug addict he also decided that his occasional prawn use we enjoyed it together to spice things up now and then was also an addiction He's now insisting that I'm also an addict because I don't want to give all these things up. I try to meet him halfway. Look, I don't care about weed and I'm fine never using it again. And I agreed not to drink at home if my husband truly wanted to have a sober household. But I said that I would still want to have an occasional drink when out with friends. I will admit I like written erotica, which he never thought was a problem until he became religious. He also threw away my vibrator saying it was an instrument of the devil The latest is that my husband's pastor told him video games All games that is not just m-rated ones are sinful And now my husband is insisting that I have a video game addiction and that I need treatments Gaming is a main hobby for me probably around 8 to 10 hours a week It's not an addiction in my view just something that I really enjoy I work full-time cook clean exercise etc i'm not neglecting anything else in my life except respect for my husband's new beliefs i guess by gaming my husband wants me to start going to church with him he says he will go to couples counseling but only through his church not to a secular counselor i told him that i understand that he's grieving and struggling and that i want to be kind and supportive and if it really helps we can keep alcohol and weed out of the house but i'm not gonna become an evangelical Unlike him, I was raised with atheist parents and I'm not going to restrict myself to activities that he finds acceptable under his religious beliefs. I also asked him to please stop labeling habits he doesn't like as addiction. Of course, he now thinks I'm a butthole for being mean to him while he's grieving. Most of our family members and friends also think I should do what he asks in the name of being supportive. So am i the butthole okay well look this one is actually slightly tough i would say because you can't really put yourself in that position unless you've gone through it before personally my husband's father has never died and my husband hasn't then turned evangelical so unfortunately i can't really give much of an opinion however i would say that op clearly you understand what's going on here and it's not as if you're saying oh no don't do any of that i'm not supporting you in any of that you know what he's going through obviously and it's also very clear by what you've written here that you understand that you need to be supportive of your husband It's not as if you're neglecting everything that he's just, you know, found again. But yeah, I think it is like just finding that middle point. But it's quite hard to, I guess, at the moment with your husband. Maybe for a period of time, you could go a little bit further, maybe a little bit further than you'd like to, just to appease your husband and support him whilst he's going through such a bad, you know, period of time. Then eventually come back towards a sort of middle ground once your husband, you know, gets a little bit better and gets over it a little bit more. I don't know. In the same way, you don't just want to sacrifice everything that you enjoy doing. And to be honest, some of the stuff your husband is saying is actually kind of mad like you're not addicted to games you play them for eight to ten hours a week and if you are then i'm in big trouble let me tell you that for sure and by the way so are all of you i'm guessing am i the butthole for refusing to share my pregnant wife's diet i a 27 year old man am a nutritionist and fitness trainer my 23 year old wife is a stay-at-home wife She's now five months pregnant. My mum came to our home to help my wife out as she is having a difficult pregnancy. She's being made to eat only green leafy vegetables, other veggies, rice, Indian flatbread, lentils, and curd. My mum makes bland food for her since she's unable to keep anything down. My mum is also very strict about her not eating too many oils, sweets, junk, etc. I make separate food containing meats, eggs, milk, spices, etc. for myself and my mum. 
Now me and my mum do the household chores since my wife is unable to do anything due to severe nausea, bloating, and acidity. My wife has started to feel bad because she's stuck eating bland food while we eat spice food containing meat. I try consoling her by telling her that it's just for four more months, but she said since she's likely to have a C-section, she'll not be allowed to have anything but bland food for two months more at least. My mum said she'll have to eat it for longer than that as eating spicy and non-vegetarian food is bad for nursing women. My wife then told me she wants me to give her company by eating the same food as her. I refused because I prefer animal protein over plant protein. I however told her that I'd stop eating junk foods, sweets, etc. She's now mad at me saying that I'm selfish for not even sacrificing my current food habits for her. So am i the butthole okay but seriously guys where do i even begin with this one there's just so much to unpack i've always presumed that a pregnant woman normally decides what she wants to eat and it's not forced upon her by her boyfriend or her boyfriend's mum. clearly i'm wrong there i'm not a nutritionist and this guy is so he must be doing something right but in all seriousness though um not changing your diet to accommodate your pregnant wife is actually mental yes clearly op is the butthole let's move on now moving on to our next post Am I the butthole for choosing to work at home when my Zoom meetings annoy my husband? My employer has given the employees the choice of working at home or going into the office. Personally, I feel that it's safer to stay at home given what's still going on and it's about half and half of my co-workers who've decided to stay home or go to the office. The problem and conflict is that I often have two or three one-hour Zoom meetings per day. I use headphones, but I do talk during part of them. I close the door, but the noise bothers my husband, who's in the other room. He's also at home all day since he's unemployed. He keeps telling me that I'm selfish to stay at home and bother him when I could choose to go work in the office. And he says that I'm just too lazy to go to the office and waves off my health concerns as paranoid. I do feel guilty because he gets really upset by the noise and says that it's hard for him to focus on stuff he's reading when he hears me talking. Am I wrong? Should I go into the office a few days a week? Now I have had quite a few comments telling me that I should tell my husband to look for a job, but he told me he doesn't want to until COVID is over which is a bit weird since he says that I'm paranoid about it. Overall, he makes me feel guilty a lot, which is why I came on here. Lately, he's been getting upset that our place isn't clean enough. We don't sleep in the same room, but he comes in and inspects my room every day. And today, he was upset about the noise again. What a bloke. That is my conclusion. Not only is your husband clearly the butthole in this story and you obviously are not OP, but also leave that man when you can. And I've got a plan. Come and live with me because uh, I don't make any noise when I record. Honestly, if my family got annoyed by my noise, I'd have been out of this house about two years ago. That is for sure. I am an extremely loud person, especially when I'm recording. So uh, yeah, accommodate your wife who's working, by the way. But who cares about that? Yeah, honestly, just get rid of the bloke. Am I the butthole for getting annoyed with my friend's vegan boyfriend? On Sunday, my friend and her boyfriend came over for a roast dinner now roast dinner for those of you losers that are outside of the uk is beef yorkshire puddings roast potatoes veg and gravy and by the way must i say yes i must it's lovely uh, if you haven't tried it and you're in another country it's delicious my friend's boyfriend is a vegan and i thought that this would be a fun challenge now making a roast is a lot of work but i didn't want meat eaters to miss out for one vegan so i made two completely different dinners i researched the best possible way to make a vegan version that's still yummy for him i spent a fortune on the vegan alternatives i didn't mind though as i invited them over and was game for a new cooking challenge anyway 
I served the dinners feeling pretty proud of myself and the boyfriend didn't even mention the meal Just said thanks at the end now I was a little bit miffed that he overlooked the work that I put into his dinner, but whatever Anyway, I made a non-vegan and vegan dessert a large creme brulee and for him a chocolate pudding thing that was vegan I also had chocolate sour, etc, which were not vegan and I offered coffees The boyfriend asked for a coffee with regular milk as he fancied a treat Now I must have pulled a face. There's no way that I didn't and I said Okay, see i'm really angry at this point considering the effort I went to respect his diet requirements I return with coffees and he is scoffing my part of the creme brulee leaving me with his vegan desserts I said that wasn't vegan and he went eh doesn't matter Now I kind of lost my head at this point and pointed out how rude it was of him to ask for his dinner to be 100% vegan as far as not cooking potatoes in certain things and how I went above and beyond trying to make his meal pleasant for him to throw it in my face. He laughed and said, chill, it's not that big of a deal. Anyway, he thinks I'm a huge butthole. And his girlfriend my friend is conflicted and in an awkward position if i've been the butthole i'd apologize to clear the air for my friend but i feel that he should oh and by the way a little edit at the end here so when op initially first invited them for dinner my friend said that her boyfriend was a vegan and gave me his number he texted to say please no mixing etc of meats and animal produce but then he does that wow All right, let me just caveat what I'm about to say by first of all saying I have nothing against vegans or anyone that has a different or, you know, abnormal sort of diet. That's completely fine. But if you're like pushing that diet onto somebody else and knowing that that's going to make them change their plans or, you know, their recipes and make them put more effort into the dinner, then you go to that dinner and you don't even care about it and you just eat whatever you want anyway. That is so disrespectful. That is crazy. It's just sad as well because clearly like OP has actually enjoyed putting the effort into making a meal specifically for you and then you just throw it back in her face and just scoff her creme brulee in front of her why now for our next post am i the butthole for refusing to babysit my sister's kids any further after her son lied to her about me my sister is a single mother with two children an 11 and a seven-year-old the seven-year-old is a boy while the other is a girl Now, she works a lot and doesn't have a lot of money to afford babysitting, so I started watching her kids for her for free. There was an incident one day where the seven-year-old had gotten mad at me because I wouldn't let him jump on the couch. I explained to him that he could get hurt and he threw a tantrum, which was normal. It's what young kids do. Well, around the time my sister gets home, he starts suddenly bawling his eyes out and running towards her. I'm confused, as he was just fine a second ago, but followed behind him to greet her. He immediately starts on a rant about how I had a man in the house and how neither him or his sister had eaten at all that day. Now, my sister was rightfully fuming and started asking questions. I shook my head, said he was lying, and that she had cameras, so we should probably just sit down and watch them. She said no, and that I needed to go before she called the police. So I left. A few hours later, she calls me and apologizes, saying she watched the footage and saw no man enter the house at all, and that she'd seen that her son had refused to eat the dinner I made them. She asked when could I come by next, as she hoped I understood the misunderstanding, but I said I'd no longer be babysitting for her. She said that he's just seven, and that kids lie all the time, but I still refused. We went back and forth over the phone insulting each other, and that was that. Now, my mother thinks I'm being ridiculous for being mad at a kid, but it's more than that. I could have gotten in trouble if the police had shown up and he was saying what he said. 
So, am I the butthole? Yeah, this one is actually quite tough. I don't really know. I mean, you're not the butthole, right? First of all, because, you know, it's a pretty horrible thing that's happened to you. But then again, is the seven-year-old, is it really his fault? Like, he's only seven. We've all done bad things when we were kids. I can remember lying about stupid stuff when I was seven. Maybe not as stupid and complex as this, to be fair. I mean, what a lie he's made up is really brilliant to see. And I, I really admire his invention. But it's not like the worst thing, is it? He's only seven. He doesn't really have much common sense yet, clearly. He'll get more understanding as he gets older. And yeah, it was just a weird thing to say at the time but he's seven i think easiest way to deal with this is just you know have a little break tell the kid he's stupid um maybe don't give him any food for a week and then come back and do some more babysitting simple answer really now for our next post am i the butthole for refusing to give up my seat on a flight to a person who has a guide dog and is visiting a family member in hospital due to the fact that i have a dog allergy i won't be going into specifics in this story since i'd rather avoid being identified I have a severe dog allergy. I can have varying degrees of severity when it comes to my reactions when I'm exposed to dogs. In short, being in a closed environment with a dog is out of the question. Earlier today, I was boarding my flight with my friends since we're all going on vacation together. As I'm boarding, I find that one of the passengers is boarding with a golden retriever with a guide dog vest on it. I want to make it clear that I'm not questioning whether this was a guide dog or not. This was also a fairly small plane since the flight would only take around an hour as mentioned I cannot be in a confined space with a dog I tell one of the flight attendants my concerns since I could have potentially ended up in hospital If I had to fly with this dog the flight attendant informed the woman with the dog who goes into hysterics Saying that she is visiting a sick family member and can't afford to miss her flight Now i'm not sure how sick the family member in question was or is yeah, uh, to be honest mate, that's not that important. Uh, you shouldn't have said that. Wow The flight attendant asked if i'd be willing to miss this flight and catch the next one that would be leaving in around two hours I was offered a seat in first class if I was willing to do this I said that unfortunately I wouldn't be able to do this since I'd paid for my vacation Due to the size of the plane the dog wouldn't be able to go in the holds The woman started insulting my character saying that I was heartless for putting my vacation over her sick family member Yeah, she's got a very good point there my friend So I got on the plane and sat with my friends as I did this a woman in a nearby seat Told me that she wanted to inform me that I am the biggest idiot that i've ever met I didn't respond since I didn't want to cause a confrontation Now my friends haven't said i'm in the wrong But they have kept making sarcastic jokes about the situation So Am I the butthole? Uh, Let me just think about that for a second. Yes. Yes, you are my friend. Well, not my friend I wouldn't be mates with you. You just are okay Look first of all, you're the only one on that plane who has a problem with a dog being on board Look nothing you can do about it fine But it is like your issue It's no one else's issue and that woman not only needs her guide dog of course But she's also traveling to something much more important than you if anyone's gonna miss their flight It's gonna have to be you here, mate It really has to now second of all you're being offered an upgrade a first-class flight in two hours time It's your issue in the first again. It's your issue, right? You have to take that flight and ultimately I think you should have been forced to take it You're the one that's stopping her from getting on the plane Nobody else cares and I get that you have your reason But yeah, you should be the one that is forced to, to miss the flight not her that is crazy Wow and now for our final post of this episode Am I the butthole for refusing to give my daughter her room back? I'm a father of two natalie age 24 and jonathan age 17 Jonathan had mobility issues throughout his childhood and it got worse as he grew up 
He became a full-time wheelchair user two years ago after he had a serious accident that left him in a worse state than he was before. Natalie moved out for college at the age of 18 and then moved in with her now ex-boyfriend. Now, I need to mention that because Natalie is my oldest, she had the bigger room in the house. Jonathan had the smaller room, which was fine by him, but now it's different. With the major change in his life and needing a wheelchair to move around, I've considered moving him into Natalie's old room that she hasn't used in years. I first called her to let her know, and she gave me the green light to go ahead and do what's best for her brother and make his life easier. I renovated it and added things in to accommodate Jonathan's needs, and it costs money. Remember, that was almost two years ago. A few days ago, Natalie called, saying she had a huge fight with her now ex after she caught him with someone and was staying at the hotel. We talked a little, and she asked me to empty her bedroom and move Jonathan back to his old room because she wanted hers back and said it'd be cool if her mum and I prepare it for when she moves in with us. I was taken aback completely. I said I can't move Jonathan out since he needs the room. I explained he needs the space to move freely, but she said it's her room no matter how many years she's been away from it. I called her unreasonable and reminded her that she said I could give the room to Jonathan, but she said she wants it and expects to have it back now. We went back and forth on this issue and I refused to give it back to her. She threw a fit, saying I should be supporting her and giving her shelter in this hard time. And I replied that I know she's struggling and she's welcome to come, but the room was off limits. She got more upset, saying I was favoring Jonathan over her and got my wife feeling guilty, saying she'll be staying at the hotel till we tell her her room was ready for her, which I declined to do and said she could just stay there then. This morning, I found out my wife's been sending her money to pay for her hotel stay and she's been telling the family that I'm keeping her out of the house. In my defense, I told them Natalie wants the room, but Jonathan needs it. And I already spent money on renovating it. Yeah, this one is extremely simple. I mean, ultimately, if you own the house OP, you can do whatever you want with the rooms anyway. And yeah, maybe Natalie wants the room back, but it's not really her room. It's your house. And by the way, Jonathan needs the space. Like, come on, clearly your daughter is just, you know, a little bit messed up, has no common sense, screwed in the head, very, very selfish and ignorant. I don't know, just insert any of those phrases there and it probably works for her. My God, I mean, look, your brother is disabled and in a wheelchair and you want your old room back that has been renovated to cater to him and all his needs. It's very, very crazy. Once again, I feel like I'm saying crazy after every single one of these posts, but this one especially. How stupid are you, Natalie? You stupid Right. Can I say that? I can. Because she is one. Am I the butthole for laughing at my vets? I currently own two cats and work at a pet supply store. I took my two cats to the vet today to get their yearly shots and checkup. The vet asked about the kind of litter and litter box they use and then about their diets, which is when I told him they were on raw food diets. And there was dead silence. I'm well aware of vets being against raw food diets as my entire family feeds their animal raw food and they've all been given the talk before. But this is the first time where I'm actually very aware of different kibble brands and the ingredients. So the vet starts their talk on how it's not a good diet for them, they're lacking, it's not good on their digestive tract, etc. And I very calmly waited for them to be done and had planned on just blowing them off. But they then recommended a kibble brand that is absolutely terrible. 
protein is only listed once in the ingredients and it's only a byproduct and it's third on the list so instead i started laughing and essentially told them they are delusional if they think i'm going to switch my cats from a high protein no added ingredient superfood diet to absolute garbage kibble food if he really thinks that then he needs to go back to school and learn what is actually healthy for a cat and even though i didn't mention it I am well aware of the fact that most vets in my city are getting kickbacks for supporting this brand. Wow, aren't you lot lucky? Starting off today's video with possibly the worst story I've ever read in my life. I mean, no doubt about it personally, OP is 100% the butthole there. I mean, the amount of bullshit that this story contains, in my opinion, right? I don't know this for sure, but surely a lot of this is just complete bull. It's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, first of all, thinking that a vet wouldn't want the best for your animal. Now, that's literally what that's what they're trained for. They're not going to just be chatting shit, are they? They're not going to lie to your face. And also, what's this kickback bull? That, that just doesn't exist. That would be like the biggest fraudulent thing ever. If they were getting kicked back from a product that wasn't good enough for the animal, that just wouldn't happen. I've never even had a dog or a cat, and I know that's not true. Like, come on. That's the biggest load of bullshit ever. And second of all, just laughing at somebody who clearly knows more than you. Yeah, congratulations, you work at a pet shop, pal. I, mean, I don't care. I really don't care. This person's like a, a qualified vet, so they're going to know a little bit more than you. And there's a reason why they've told all of your family members to stop feeding your pets this, probably because it's not optimal for them. Unbelievable, it really is. What a start to the vid. And now moving on to our second part. I got mad at my wife because she caused me to fail an important interview. Am I the butthole? I am a 27 year old man and my wife who is 24 have been married for three years She is six months pregnant I've been looking for a job with better pay since my wife said that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mum after the birth Today, I had this interview for a position at a very good IT company, which would be paying me triple my current salary. There were a lot of measures taken to prevent malpractice. I was not allowed to look anywhere but the screen, etc., and the test was conducted on an online platform. So, I told my mum numerous times before the exam about the strict invigilation. Just 15 minutes after the test started, my wife started knocking on my study door and calling out my name, saying she wanted me to open a jar. I ignored her because I would be disqualified from the interview if I looked anywhere else or spoke. I figured she'd get the hint that I couldn't talk, but she didn't. And she yelled at me, calling me a butthole, and went on to talk to her friends on call. It didn't stop at the calls. She then played loud music for her online dance yoga class. It was extremely distracting, and I made a lot of mistakes in the exam. It was a multiple choice question based test, so I got the results immediately. And as expected, I had miserably failed it. I was livid at my wife. This was the fifth interview that she'd ruined like this. I told her that I'd give up on trying to make her life easier and that I'm not ready to go looking for any more jobs since she doesn't even want to maintain silence during my important interviews. I told her to start working again after the birth and that I'm okay paying for a nanny or a babysitter. She said that I'm being unreasonable and expecting perfect silence at home. So... Am I the butthole? I mean, no, obviously not. I don't even think I need to say that. But also, like, it's not as if you're expecting your wife to be silent 24-7. It's just while you're doing this one-off test for an interview that would significantly improve your lives and allow your wife to do what she wants stay at home and look after your kid so weird like i imagine a lot of you watching or listening right now have done some of these online tests or you know online interviews or even like zoom classes you do kind of need silence otherwise it's a little bit distracting i know myself that i've done a lot of these practical online invigilation sort of tests and even when i lived with four of my mates who were quite loud people at university even they 
were quiet when I was doing these because they realized I need a bit of silence. It's not that hard, is it? I did the same for them. I did the same for them. We all did these little tests online trying to get placement jobs or whatever before I did YouTube. It's not that hard to be quiet for what? An hour? Two hours? Once a week? Maximum? I mean, seriously. What a ridiculous, ridiculous woman. I mean, part of me would suggest that maybe she doesn't want you to get this job, but then also I don't see how that would help her at all. Like she would then be forced to go and get a job herself. I don't know. It's very, very weird. Is she jealous? No, because that wouldn't make sense. I just don't know why she'd do this. And now for our third post. Am I the butthole for calling the police on my clients? I am a 28 year old woman and I do babysitting on the weekends to make some extra cash. There's one family I definitely should have faced out by now, but the kids are cute and if I don't have another job, it is easy money. My issue is the mum is never home on time. She used to not give me return times, but finally I started asking as it made it impossible to get anything done on the weekends. I'd go babysit so she could go to brunch, but she'd be gone from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., My whole day was gone. After that, she'd start giving me times, but never stick to them. She wouldn't even call to tell me. She would just stay out. On Saturday, I got to her house at six and she was supposed to be home by nine. I told her she needed to be on time because I had plans to go out with friends. I was even getting ready at their house after I put the kids to bed. She promised. Of course though, nine rolls around and she's not home. I call her, no response. Text, no response. Another hour, nothing. Still calling and texting. Finally, it's midnight. By this point, my plans are long ruined, but I'm annoyed and exhausted. I call her and leave a voicemail saying if she's not home in the next hour, I'm considering the kids abandoned and calling the cops. I also text her this. I try calling her 30 minutes later and it goes to voicemail on the second ring. I text her again and she leaves me on red. If she'd reached out saying, hey, I'm staying out until this time, I would have stayed. I don't know any of her family, nor the father of the kids, so I can't call them. I gave her a grace period of 15 minutes and tried calling again. Finally, I called the cops, the non-emergency line. They showed up and I showed our agreements in text from earlier in the week, confirming that she'd be home by nine. They tried contacting her, she didn't answer. I was dismissed and they took the children to the police station. I go home and go to bed. I'm awoken at 3 a.m. by a frantic call. It's her. Where are the kids? Why am I not here? I tell her I follow through on my threats. Check the police station. She cursed me out. I hung up and went back to bed. The next day, she sends me an essay saying the kid's father was called and there's a DCF investigation launched against her. She called me every name under the sun, but I didn't think I was wrong until I spoke to a friend with kids. She said I should have just waited it out and then refused to ever sit for her again. She asked if her potentially losing her kids was worth me being petty. Yeah, very interesting way of looking at it. And to be honest with you, I do actually kind of agree with her friend on this one. Like I put myself in this position. Is there any way that I'd ever call the police? No, I just wouldn't. That's just not something I would do. I would just wait until she come come back, to be honest. Yeah, of course, I would charge her for the overtime and the extra hours that I was doing. But realistically, would I call the police for this? No way. I just, I just wouldn't even think of doing that. 
that to be completely honest with you now I'm reading through the comments here and the majority of people are saying that OP was not the butthole by doing this and to be fair I don't think you necessarily were the butthole OP by calling the police you had your reasons completely fine I'm just saying I don't think that I would do that the mum by the way is a total cow I'm just saying I don't think it would be worth calling the police yeah just wait till she comes back Stay the night if you have to. It's not ideal, but look, it's got to be done. It has to be done. Sorry. The last thing I'll say on this is that, yeah, I'm not blaming OP, but you probably could have seen the red flags a little bit earlier here. Like, as you say, this isn't the first time this has happened. She's done this multiple times in the past, not giving you return dates, coming back much later than the time she set. Now, look, I'm not saying that you saw this coming or anything like that. I'm, I'm not, honestly. This was always a distinct possibility and calling the police just seems a little bit extreme to me. That's all. Guys, I accept though my opinion there might be in the minority so look comment down below do you disagree with me all good all healthy let me know why and now moving on to our fourth am i the butthole post am i the butthole for losing weight before my sister's wedding i a 28 year old woman used to be quite overweight over the last year or so i have made many changes in my life and have successfully lost almost 100 pounds now look i'm not sure this is right but in my head i've got that about 40 kilograms which is insane i don't live close to any of my family and don't post on social media so my family wasn't really aware of my weight loss i did mention that i was making healthier choices but that's it it's just that every time before that i've tried to lose weight it hasn't worked out so i didn't want anyone commenting on it well it certainly has this time i mean you've lost over half my weight that, that is unbelievable well done my younger sister who is 26 got engaged last year and i'm super happy for her due to circumstances the wedding had to be pushed back a little it's happening a week from now and because i haven't seen everyone in so long i decided to come down two weeks earlier to help out and catch up well when I came to see my family, my sister freaked out upon seeing me. As it turns out, she's gained a bit of weight. Not super noticeable to me, she still looks great. But I think this is the first time in our lives that I'm smaller than her. I've always been the fat sister. She basically accused me of trying to upstage her and my parents are fully taking her side. I'm really not sure if I'm in the wrong here, as so many of my family are taking her side of things. So, am I the butthole for losing weight before my sister's wedding? What? No. And and your family should be happy for you. Any normal person would be happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'd invite you to my wedding. I'd be glad you were there. Do you want to come to my wedding? I'd love to see you. And that's not a joke. How can you not be proud of that? Losing 100 pounds. About 45 kg. That's insane. Congratulations to you. Any normal person would be delighted for you. Your family clearly are not normal. Uh, but generally, though, like when I get married, you're the first name on the, on the guest list. And that's not actually a joke. So uh, leave your contact details in the comments. Thanks, OP. Imagine she actually, imagine she actually watched this video now. I was like, I actually really do want to come. Well, you're invited, so there you go. And now for our final Am I the Butthole post of this episode. Now, don't even think, before I start reading this, of clicking off. Because I have saved the best till last. And by best... I mean, probably the worst. There's a reason it's fifth. But you know what? Don't worry. You're invested now. Here we go. Am I the butthole for telling my dad that I'm not his replacement wife? I am 16 and my mum passed away recently. My brother, who is 14, and dad are so devastated by this tragic loss and we are struggling. Now, I have basically found myself handling all chores and work around the house. My brother is too traumatized. He hasn't been talking since the funeral and my dad hasn't been lifting a finger and doing a single thing. He started making requests from cleaning the messy living room, he sleeps on the couch, to picking up dirty laundry, to doing dishes, 
cooking or ordering food, walking the dogs, vacuuming, doing repairs, mowing the lawn, washing the car since my brother stopped doing it. I'm too exhausted oftentimes. Mum used to do the chores and I used to help, but I've got school and after school commitments and my dad keeps negatively commenting on how I get things done, comparing me to my mum, like how much time I take to make breakfast, etc. That is horrible. Yesterday, he woke me up at 6 a.m. Even though he told me to skip school and he wanted me to make breakfast. I scrambled eggs and prepared other dishes, then went to wake my brother up. I set the table and once dad sat down, he looks at the scrambled eggs and goes, what is this? This is not the right way to make scrambled eggs. Your mother used to make perfect scrambled eggs. Did you not learn anything from her at all? How are we supposed to survive if you can't even properly make scrambled eggs? He then looks at my brother and says, we're doomed. I snap and loudly tell him I'm not his replacement wife and don't expect me to do this and that for him. He looks at me stunned and my brother rushes out immediately. Dad starts telling me how cruel and insensitive what I just said and how out of line I was. I replied that I was too tired to make the perfect scrambled eggs my mum used to make and that maybe if he as a parent had tried to learn, we wouldn't be suffering right now. He gets up, throws the towel and walks out. My aunt came to visit and when I told her what happened, she went off saying I should have never said that to my grieving dad and that I should be ashamed of myself for talking to him like that. So am I the butthole? Am I the butthole for kicking out my girlfriend? So, I've got a cat named Raven who's three years old. My girlfriend of two years moved in with me a few weeks ago and it was clear she didn't like my cat. I didn't think it was a really big deal until one day I got home and he was just gone. He's not an outdoor cat and he never goes outside. He was gone for hours and I was worried sick until my buddy came to my house and returned him, saying he found him two blocks from my house. I asked my girlfriend how my cat, who has never tried to go out before, ended up that far from my house and she admitted to kicking him out. I was furious, saying she had no right to kick him out and told her that since she thought she had the power to kick my cat out, I wanted her out of my house by the end of the month. She cried that she had nowhere to go and that she'd have to live on the streets. I said I didn't care and told her to leave by the end of the month. My friends think I'm being too harsh, but my cat could have died because of her and I don't want her trying anything else. So, am i the butthole well look there's no doubt that that was quite a strong reaction but then again the cat was there first and it's the cat's house as well you don't just chuck a cow in the street come on to be completely honest though if you're gonna chuck her out anyway you might as well just sack her off right what's the point in having her as your girlfriend anymore she's doing stuff like this she sounds a bit psycho i'll be honest like the cat could have died very very easily so Yeah, get rid of her. Fair enough though, maybe you just want to give her a warning that she can't do that and see if she improves in future. But someone who has the capability of doing that in the first place probably wouldn't be my girlfriend. That's all I'll say. And now for our next Am I the Butthole post. Am I the butthole for my petty response to my boyfriend's purposeful incompetence about chores? My boyfriend has started pretending to be bad at basic life stuff like dishes and laundry like he can't do it so i do it i felt pretty frustrated with that and told him straight up that i knew he didn't forget how to clean since he moved in with me 
He was always very competent living alone and I didn't appreciate him forgetting how to do chores I said that when I asked him to do dishes and he refused and refused until he finally did them wrong That I was not that stupid He said that he was trying his best and that I was wrong for saying he was trying to manipulate me And that from his perspective, I asked him to do something and he did it the best he could And I kept at him because it wasn't up to my impossibly high standards and he couldn't win And he wanted me to believe him when he says he's trying anyways this might be petty but i decided to give believing him a try so he had bleach stained my favorite little black dress instead of getting mad next time he had a family event i put it on he asked me if i was really going to wear that it looked messy i said that i love that dress and understand accidents happen so i wasn't mad or upset it had bleach spots actually I thought it looked pretty cool. He said he really thought it looked bad. And I said, if he wants, he could sharpie on the white spots real quick in the Uber. It ended up looking even worse. Another time we were having dinner and he'd done the dishes, but put some of the cups and bowls in the dishwasher upside down. So they filled with dirty dishwater. I took those cups and bowls, dumped them out in the sink, but didn't wash them further and served his food in them. He said that it was dirty and i was like well they just came out of the dishwasher it's just water it's fine he said that no it was disgusting and i said it was really no biggie i was getting over my impossibly high cleanliness standards and i really didn't think it was that gross the last time i'd cooked for a work party of his after cooking the dish needed to cool for about 30 minutes then be refrigerated i had plans with my friends that night so i asked him to put the dish away after it cooled he forgot The next morning, he noticed the dish was never refrigerated. I said it was fine. It was just a mistake and it would probably be fine to eat. There wasn't a lot of meat in it. He got frustrated and said that you can't serve meat left out overnight, even if it's only a little. And I said, oh, I think it should be okay. Look, stuff happens. He stopped being so lazy about chores after he realized I seemed totally okay with leaving stuff done badly and that he'll be living with it. But I do feel a little petty for having been dishonest about it. I actually hate how my bleach dress looked and my stomach turns at dirty dish soup and unrefrigerated meats. So, am I the butthole for being petty? Guys, as always with these posts and these videos, do comment down below your thoughts. Is OP the butthole in this one? For me personally, absolutely not. Clearly, it wasn't getting through to her boyfriend's thick skull yeah that he needs to be doing more around the house and clearly he was okay with just doing the bare minimum getting things wrong on purpose so that uop would therefore clean up after him and make sure things were okay but that wasn't gonna last forever was it come on that's actually so lazy from him that's ridiculous like yeah i get what you're saying op you feel a little petty for having been dishonest about it but then your boyfriend's being dishonest about not being able to do the things that he was previously able to do just because he's being lazy and wants you to do them for him like if you hadn't done this and instead just said please can you do more to help he would have continued on with the facade about not being able to do it so you had to try something like this and look it worked definitely not the butthole your boyfriend though definitely is and now for our third post am i the butthole for exposing my parents favoritism my parents have always favored my younger brother i was by no means unloved but it was blatantly obvious who they cared about more i worked a part-time job to get my first car but my brother got one as a present yes it wasn't new but it was much newer than my car It was the same with just about everything else, like clothes, video games, and cell phones. I'm 18 and taking a gap year before community college to work a full-time job and save money for tuition. 
But a while back, I heard my parents talking about how much they were going to pay for my brother's tuition. I secretly recorded the conversation from around the corner and then came out, asking my parents why they were going to pay for my brother's college but not mine. They didn't notice my phone was recording and just said that my brother needs more help. I asked how so when I wasn't getting any sort of scholarship and he likely wouldn't either. Then I asked a few more questions about why things have always been this way. They got mad and my father told me that perhaps it's time I moved out because they're sick of keeping a roof over my head. I pointed out that I pay rent, but they didn't care. I left the room and in a fit of rage, uploaded the video to two different social medias I have and ranted about how this is how my parents have always been. Well, a few hours later, when my parents were pounding at my door. My dad was screaming at me about how I made them look bad. We fought some more and they left the room fuming. My grandparents contacted me later and said they were appalled, then came to visit with a lot of the family the next day. There was a huge family intervention and my parents were made to sit on the couch and look at their feet while being told off. It was then I found out they'd been receiving money for years from my grandparents to help with family expenses. My brother looked like he didn't know what to do. So he sided with the rest of the family and said he's noticed how I'm treated as well. My parents gave me a huge apology that sounded forced. My grandparents have offered that I come and live with them soon and that they'll cut off the monthly payments to my parents. My father told me I should have never told the rest of the family and now won't talk to me. And my mother has been crying for days. So I'm starting to wonder if I went too far. Am I the butthole for exposing my parents' favoritism? OP, what your dad just said at the end there pretty much confirms that he knows that he's in the wrong and that you're in the right. He's so embarrassed about the fact that everyone now knows about this that he knows it's wrong in the first place. You wouldn't be embarrassed about something that you really believed in, would you? Who cares if everyone else knows? If you think you're doing the right thing, then why does it matter if other people know about it? But no, the fact that he said that you shouldn't have told anyone in our family about it, yeah, just proves that he knows he's in the wrong. And look, I don't really know why this is happening or why they're treating one of their kids way better than the other, but they are. That's obvious. So yeah, OP, you're completely in the right to tell everyone else about it, especially your grandparents. Let them know. Now, amazingly, OP has actually given us an update to this post. So here is the update. Am I the butthole for exposing my parents' favoritism? I decided to go ahead and call my grandparents to accept their offer of moving in. During the phone call, I asked them why there was monthly payments being sent to my parents in the first place. It turns out my parents were living beyond their means for a while because my mother quit her job to be a full-time stay-at-home mum. My grandparents decided to help out by sending them money monthly to help with my parents' mortgage and also to set aside some of that money for college savings for both my brother and I that was to be split evenly. Turns out my parents only planned to put that savings towards my brother's college. And that's also how they bought his car as well. So from now on, my parents are now on their own financially. It's likely that my mother will have to go back to work to help my dad keep up the mortgage. I confronted my parents and asked why they've always treated my brother as the favorite. Then I asked if there was something I needed to know. Turns out there was nothing, literally nothing. I'm not an affair baby, not even an unplanned pregnancy. They just liked my brother more. I was mad as heck and we argued a lot before I left the room because I'd had enough. My grandparents showed up on Saturday with a moving truck. My parents were floored when we started bringing in boxes to pack. My father got in our way and I reminded him how he said that I should move out, so I am. 
My mother cried some more and said that my father was just angry in the moment when he said that And they've been counting on my rent money to help with my brother's college fund I asked if that meant that he would never have had to pay rent like I did when he turned 18 My father then said that since I was taking a gap year to work that my rent money could have helped my brother Which means they never intended for him to get a job while going to college. What am I reading? My grandpa was enraged and confronted my father saying he raised him better than this He chewed him out saying he's never been more disappointed than him and they will no longer receive any more financial support Then he said he'd disown them both if they ever tried to retaliate against me for exposing them My father backed down and neither he or my mother said another word to me I had a bit of an awkward conversation with my brother as we said our goodbyes to each other And that was it. I just got in my car waved and drove off I'm now fully moved into my new room at my grandparents house It's a little smaller but nice and my grandparents are very welcoming I'm gonna keep working hard to move forward from here and I appreciate everyone's support I'm just absolutely dumbfounded by this post. I don't think i've ever heard a story like this one How can two parents so obviously favor one child over another especially given that op's done nothing wrong at all It's not as if they're ashamed of op. They just don't like him. What is that? That's mental. And look, don't get me wrong. Most parents wouldn't say so, but hey, let's be realistic. Maybe they have their favorites. You know, you love your children, fair enough, but you probably get along with one better than the other. But to the extent of using one of your child's money that they're earning through their job to pay for the other child's tuition. Oh, my, it's, it's, it's simply a sensational. I don't quite know what to say. I'm frankly a little bit speechless. OP, I'm sorry, but you've made a fantastic decision in your life. Get rid of those two mugs. I mean, to be fair, your mum doesn't sound too bad. Actually, I have to get back with immediate effect. What does she say? My mother cried some more and said that your father was angry in the moment and that they've been counting on the rent money to help with your brother's college fund. That is, that is unbelievable. It really is sensational. Wow. Am I the butthole for no longer letting my boyfriend eat what I cook after he rated my food in front of my family? I am 25. And my boyfriend, Jerry, who is 31, has a culinary art diploma. He works two jobs related to his field. The first as a chef in a restaurant, and the second as a cooking instructor. We've been dating for almost 16 months now, by the way. I had no real experience in cooking, but he encouraged me to learn and help my skills improve so much, even though he has a habit of rating every meal I cook, which I find a bit rude. For example, this meal gets a 7 out of 10, or this meal gets an 8.3 out of 10, or even this one would have got a 9 out of 10 if the sauce wasn't so salty, etc. Now look, I didn't feel great with him rating my food, no matter the score, but he says he's helping me improve, so... Anyway, my family came over to visit, and I wanted to cook their favorite meals. Jerry sat with my parents and chatted until food was ready. He started eating and kept making comments about my choice of meals. Once he put his fork down, he cleared his throat and literally started rating every dish I made by giving me 7 out of 10 for this, 4.8 out of 10 for that, and 6 out of 10 for the last dish. My family was so confused and I was floored. I felt awful as he kept giving advice on how to improve my score next time He also kept a straight face while doing it. It was awkward. Just awkward the entire evening We had a huge argument after my family left and I told jerry that he acted poorly and embarrassed me When he started rating my food in front of my family 
I said to him that I'm not gonna have him eat what I cook anymore He said I was overreacting and claimed that what he was doing was just constructive criticism And that I shouldn't take it personally since he's just used to rating his students work I said I wasn't his dang student and he wasn't Gordon Ramsay to be heavily putting my efforts down in front of family He got offended and said my reaction was way over the top since he was just giving constructive criticism in order for me to make progress And he said that he was trying to help and that the gordon ramsay comment was totally uncalled for And just a low blow to his abilities as a respectable chef with a respectable career He then asked what made me think it was okay to come at him like that over just a few ratings He stated he was hurt and went to stay with a friend for the night probably expecting an apology from me so Am I the butthole? Sorry, OP, you think you might be the butthole? Are you joking? Are you mad? This Gary Ramsey, Gary Ramsey. This Gordon Ramsay wannabe is a total fraud, by the way. I do not care what little license or certificate you've got. Shove it up your Right, don't do that. It wouldn't make any sense. Oh, sorry. It was a culinary art diploma. I still don't care. Whatever it is. Doesn't mean you can go around rating my cooking in front of my own parents. Are you joking? By the way, it's completely different. If OP asks for it to be rated, that's completely fine. Like, you can't argue with that. You've asked for it. He's done it. That's calm. The problem is, OP didn't ask. Why are you rating it, you f***ing loser? Just eat the food, shut up, go to bed like a good boy. Moving on now to our second post. Am I the butthole for saying I prefer sushi to children? Okay, so straight to it. My husband and I, both in our early 30s, have been together for over a decade and made the decision not to have kids. Don't get me wrong, I like kids. I've got nieces and nephews, we just don't want them for our own reasons. He had a vasectomy, which only a few people know about, and now the whole internet. Anyway, our families are aware we don't want kids, as they've asked us before during different major life events. Our wedding, for instance. We recently bought a three-bedroom house with a nice yard in a nice area. Excited to show our new home to family and friends. Major upgrade to our previous home, we hosted a housewarming. During the party, one of my siblings-in-law, Alex, made a few indirect comments about all this space and that kids would love it in our house, etc. Eventually, they asked point blank when we were having kids. I made a lighthearted joke about it, which is my go-to for this question. Oh, well, you see, I like sushi too much to have to give it up for pregnancy. Plus, not drinking for pregnancy and breastfeeding? No thanks. I tried to make it very lighthearted and laugh it off. Most people just laughed along. That, though, seemed to anger Alex, and I was told, Children are a joy, and a good mother puts her kids before everything else. I agreed. Yeah, children are a joy. I like spending time with the nieces and nephews, and obviously I can't be a good mum if I chose sushi over kids, so I just won't be a mum paraphrased at this point i was still trying to brush it off in a gentle way because i'm not trying to start a fight by telling them to stop asking in front of everyone because i know my tone will be seen as rude and abrasive so we move on but alex is clearly still annoyed and making little comments in their group about how flippant i am about it and how when it finally happens then i'll understand my husband heard this and said jokingly well if she gets pregnant that'll be a problem for the divorce lawyers that though seemed to annoy them even more but they stopped do these guys just not get sarcasm then i guess that's the situation here with holidays coming up we've not been invited to alex's usual halloween bonfire 
When my husband spoke to his parents, they told him Alex was annoyed we were so careless and callous about our child-free status. And after saying what we did, they'd realized that we had taken permanent steps to ensure we never have kids, that we know they had to do IF to have kids, etc. And we are buttholes to just not care. I feel bad because they did do IF and lots of fertility treatments to have their kids. And even then they still had a few miscarriages. I can't imagine wanting kids and struggling to have them and then dealing with miscarriages. But at the same time, I'm so tired of justifying living my life how I want. So am I the butthole? All right, let me get this straight. You are asking if you're the butthole for making a few sarcastic jokes and living your life the way you want to live it. Now, if that makes you the butthole, I'm absolutely because i've been doing that for 23 years baby but i mean apart from just saying no you're not the butthole no you're not the butthole do whatever you want in your life it's your life and by the way i'm not the biggest fan of sushi but some people love it so maybe you actually do like sushi more than kids who knows i guess we'll never know now for our third post am i the butthole for not letting my in-laws stay in my home overnight to catch an earlier flight i hate having people in my home hate it with a passion i've always hated people in my space in general to where my bedroom was an off-limits zone, period. I don't have people over to entertain them, never did sleepovers as a kid, just altogether F that. There's no abnormal psych behind it. I'm not remotely introverted. I just hate it. It actually took me a long time to let my now husband into my apartment when I lived alone, and he's always been very respectful. He also feels pretty similarly, but it's more a creature of habit thing for him. We live about 30 minutes from the largest airport in my state, and my in-laws live about three hours away. Oftentimes, they'll meet us for dinner or something nearby on their way to or from their flights. Well, now there's a big stink because my father-in-law and mother-in-law asked to sleep over so they could get a good night's rest before heading off to wherever they're traveling for Thanksgiving. I said no without an explanation. They asked again closer to the date, a are you sure it won't work? And I said no again. My mother-in-law asked me again now that we're just a few days out. She asked why, if we had guests, and I just said, we don't have the space. She was put out by this and got annoyed, asking what the big deal was. It was just one night and it would save them a lot of hassle. At this point, my husband took over and said no, that we aren't a makeshift hotel and to please stop asking. He then said that we just don't like having people over period and it's nothing personal. The nothing personal line really annoyed his mum who is now making a big stink up and down social media with all the in my day and I would never, which is totally fine because she doesn't mind it, obviously. So am I the butthole? For F's sake, a hotel nearby isn't going to be more than $150 and it's not like they're strapped for cash. Oh, now here we go, guys. One that's going to make you think. Before I even comment, please do get in the comments yourself and let me know what you reckon. Is OP the butthole or are their parents the buttholes? I want to know. Comment down below. I'm very interested to see your thoughts before I even start mentioning mine. All right, now if you haven't commented down below, first of all, you're a little rat because you've not done what I told you to do. Second of all, here are my thoughts. I think, OP, that you actually are the butthole because yes, I get it. It is your home. And those of you that have written down in the comments, it's their house, their rules. I do understand that. But then again, 
It's your husband's parents and the benefit that they're gonna get from staying in your house for one night for free Is way better than the negatives that you're gonna have from having them for one night Surely, I mean purely on the financials alone They're gonna save minimum $150 which is a lot of money and you're gonna have no more costs hosting them for one night I mean maximum what doing your laundry in their bedsheets. I mean that's fine a little bit of work fine not a big deal But by not letting them stay you're just ruining your relationship a little bit for no real reason And also I don't really get why you just wouldn't let them in for one night it's not as if they're staying around for dinner even or you know breakfast or you know using your utilities they're just sleeping in the bed for one evening that's it and you have the space you're just being difficult for no reason and i get it you like your own space but these are your your husband's parents Surely you can let them stay for one night. That's not that deep, is it? But guys, seriously, I actually want to know your thoughts on this one because this one is not clear. I want to know what you reckon. And now for our final post of today's episode. Am I the butthole for wanting my husband to turn off the lights and faucets? I'm not sure anymore, and I think I've gone insane. I'm posting here out of desperation because I've been having this discussion with my husband for months. I used to think I was reasonable, but his inability to understand makes me think i'm insane please help me with your objective feedback well don't worry i am as objective as they come my husband and i live together in an apartment i go to work every day at 7 a.m and by the time i get home at 7 p.m the lights are on in every room and the water is running in the kitchen and the bathroom sinks according to him they are on all day every day i cannot work from home and we're wasting a lot of money. I've asked him if there's any reason he needs to turn them on all day, but he tells me that it's impossible to turn the lights and water off? What am I reading? When I told him it is not impossible because he can turn them off using his hands, he says, but you have hands and you choose not to work as a mechanic. So I also can choose not to turn it off. (laughs) Is this serious? What? I tell him that's different because it costs money and it's bad to waste resources. But he insists it's the same thing because I can technically be a mechanic but choose not to do so. So why does he have to choose to turn off the lights? When I'm at home, I turn them off after him and it doesn't seem to cause him any discomfort to have them off. But he just refuses to turn them off himself. When I talk to him about it, he says I'm nagging him and that I should leave him alone. Is he right that I am wrong? And is his mechanic analogy accurate? By the way, we are a single income household And I know he could be paying less for bills if he'd stop leaving things on all day long. OP, you listen to me and you listen here closely. Have you married a two-year-old? What is this logic that I'm reading in front of my poor eyes? I feel bad for myself because I had to read that. And I feel bad for you because you just listened to it, dear listener, viewer. But what was that? I mean, seriously, what is he, What is this mechanic analogy? It's the shit analogy I've ever heard in my life. And trust me, you guys that know me well know that I've heard some bad analogies in my time. That's at the very top. I don't even, there's, no, there's nothing more that I can say to that. Turn the lights off and turn the sink. But to be fair, the lights, like, who cares? Yeah, it's good to turn the lights off. I quite like having a uh, having a, a bright house, so I do keep some lights on in general when I'm the only one at home. But the, the water? You're just having the taps running for... For what? Do you like the noise of it? Are you, are you a fan of waterfalls? I don't get it. I really, really don't. Obviously, again, OP, not the butthole. Are you joking? Am I the butthole for uninviting my transgender sister from my wedding? Some background. I have a trans sister who came out to us around a year ago, but had been on hormones for longer and hid it from us until she'd moved out into her own place. Probably because our parents are very conservative and known to be transphobic. As a result, there was this huge fight and a ton of people in our family, including our parents, 
cut her off and don't talk to her anymore I like to think that i've been pretty supportive of her so far using her pronouns and her name and all that Which has been hard considering our family gives me rubbish for doing so I even make it a point to visit her every so often while she hasn't seen most of our family since last year I also promised her that if and when I got married in the future She'd still be invited despite any tension with our family me and my fiance got engaged a while back My parents, especially my dad, absolutely adore this guy. And since my sister came out, they've almost seen him as the substitute son. Almost as a result, he's definitely more on their side of the situation and he's made it clear he doesn't really agree with or like my sister all that much. After the proposal, which was very elaborate and surprising, orchestrated by my parents, my parents, who are wedding planners, started talking with me about planning the big day. And they even offered to pay for everything I mentioned wanting to invite my sister and they shut the idea down immediately Talking about how she disrespected the family and cut them off and all that They basically gave me an ultimatum have my wedding planned and paid for by them Or have my sister there and they don't come at all I took my parents offer because I can't really afford to pay for an entire wedding and because my fiance pressured me to accept it I broke the news to my sister and she's very understandably upset But i'm still inviting her to a smaller after party over zoom So we can still be together on the big day. I still feel really guilty about this though. So reddit am i the butthole now my immediate thought here is just that op is definitely the butthole but i think it is a little bit more complicated than that like there are a lot of factors going on here first of all a wedding is extremely expensive and if you're getting offered a free wedding from your parents then that is going to be very tempting just for one person not to go not gonna lie like think about it economically it makes sense secondly by not inviting your sister you are pleasing more people than you're displeasing your sister will be the only one left out whereas your parents will be there some other family will be there and also your fiance will of course be there and be happier it seems however in reality uh, you're definitely the butthole because you're marrying a transphobic person that's the first thing second of all your parents are a disgrace for being transphobic to their own daughter and third of all your sister's done nothing wrong but she's getting left out just because of how she is it's an absolute farce i'm sorry like look i'll be honest i was kind of playing devil's advocate there the fact that you're going ahead with this like just alienating your sister is a disgrace have a small wedding do it all yourself just get your sister invited sack off your parents and uh, to be honest sack off your bloody fiance mate he sounds like an absolute loser oh transphobia in 2022 unbelievable and also op i'm sorry but you say you're very supportive of your sister fine you use her pronouns you go and see her big deal you've turned her down for your toxic parents and your toxic fiance if that's supportive then my name is barbara streisand baby now moving on to our next post Am I the butthole for eating at my boyfriend's family's Christmas dinner? As a child, whenever I was invited to people's houses, my mum told me it was etiquette to eat the food they made. She'd always tell me to put a considerable amount and eat all of it since it would be rude not to. First, she said it'd be wasting food. And second, it would seem as if I didn't enjoy the food, which is mean since a lot of effort was put into making it. I've always followed this rule and thought it was true. If I cooked a buttload of food and no one ate it, I'd be heartbroken. My boyfriend of seven months invited me to his family Christmas dinner. Now, I've met his parents very briefly, but nothing too formal. Anyway, we get to the food and I was pretty hungry and everything looked really amazing. I made sure to fill my plates. Not overfill, just equal amounts of everything on the table. I ate it all and to be honest, I was pretty stuffed. His mother then asked me if I wanted seconds. There was still a lot of food on the table. I took her up on the offer. 
and put a bit more of the pasta salad on my plates. My boyfriend gave me a strange look, but I thought nothing of it at the time. Dessert comes and I chose to eat a slice of cheesecake. We then had a coffee, all sitting around the fire and telling funny stories. Everyone seemed in a very good mood and everything was great. After everything, I was honestly so happy because I was worried about dinner and meeting his parents, but I thought that everything went well. We left his parents' house in separate cars as I came directly from my parents' house to his. We reached my apartment and I can tell that he is totally annoyed. I asked him what was wrong and he just blew up in my face that I had no manners, telling me that he'd never seen me eat as much as I did at his parents' house and that it was so embarrassing. After further prying, he said that in his culture, when you eat a lot at a person's house, it is disrespectful because you should never go to a house on an empty stomach. He said it makes a person look desperate and there's a language barrier between me and him. And he said in a way that I was fat, but not fat. Honestly, I didn't understand. He said on the car ride home that his mum was talking about how embarrassing and unmannered I was to eat so much. I told him that she told me to have seconds and he said that's done to be a good hostess but a guest should never take up on that offer he said it would have been fine had i declined dessert but because i hadn't that made me look even more fat i explained to him my reasoning but he called that bs i honestly feel terrible but i told him if he explained to me beforehand i wouldn't have eaten so much but he said he thought it was common knowledge it's been two days and neither of us will really talk until the other apologizes I know it's petty to not apologize, but I sincerely don't think I did anything wrong, but I guess that's why I'm here. Yeah, this one, unlike the first one, is pretty clear. OP's done nothing wrong here at all. I'm sorry. Like, if you're offered seconds and then you have them, that's not impolite. That's just doing as you were asked, I guess. Like, that's so weird. Like, you're absolutely right. If no one else eats the food, it's just going to be a waste. So, yeah, if you're hungry and you want some more, you're being offered seconds, have some. I don't see how that's you being fat or disrespectful to someone's culture. That's ridiculous. Is that a cultural thing? I'm sorry, but last time I checked, being offered seconds and then not taking them is not really a culture. I mean, look, maybe I'm wrong here. Let me know in the comments down below. Seems pretty ludicrous to me. Like, if I put myself in that situation, if there's loads of food still left on the table and I don't take seconds that's probably slightly rude in my head right like there's lows going it shows that i like it if i have seconds if i don't take more then maybe they think i won't like it like how would you ever know the correct thing to do here not that it is correct definitely not the butthole let's move on now moving on to our third post am i the butthole for getting my daughter's ears pierced without telling my husband for some context me and my husband welcomed our daughter several months ago So far, we've agreed on every decision made regarding our daughter, but the topic of piercing her ears came up and he said he didn't like the idea, despite me explaining that one, it's a normal thing for babies and two, it looks pretty. Three, no, it's not cultural, we're both white, but it's a great new experience, IMO. He said that he needed to think about it, but weeks went by and he hasn't said okay yet. Mum suggested that we do it behind his back and he'll then come around and see for himself that it's a good thing since he was having doubts and being indecisive. I was hesitant, but I agreed and chose a day where it was going to be out. Thankfully, it went smoothly. But when my husband came home and found out, he lost his temper and went on and on about what a major breach of trust I just committed and how I should have never decided to do this without him fully agreeing since he's the parent too And then he got extra mad that I went behind his back and was being sneaky and untruthful about it. I tried to explain that first it was my mum's idea and I didn't think he'd overreact like that. 
But he insisted that what I did was not okay and that I overruled him as a parent and damaged the trust that we have. I also put our daughter through pain and discomforts. I had an argument with him and told him he was acting like this is just his daughter. I'm the mother and my opinion does have a heavier weight than his to some degree. He got offended by that and went to stay with his mum, who called and berated me for going behind our son's back and treating him as a less than when it comes to our daughter. But I never understood why he thought that. Well, maybe OP is because you just said that as the mother, your opinion does hold a heavier weight. That could be the reason. I just don't know. Anyway, he's not talking to me now. I think he's being selfish by saying he needed some time to think about it and trying to stall without considering my point of view. My mum is on my side here, but he and my in-laws said I screwed up for making such a decision without his okay and going behind his back to get it done. So, am I the butthole? Well, you know what? Let me just think about that for a second. Yes. Yes, you are, my friend. You are not just the butthole, but you also are fuck. Now, that all had to be bleeped, but I mean everything I just said. You know what's actually very embarrassing is that not only did you go behind his back and absolutely betray his trust, you then tried to blame it on your mum, who, last time I checked, doesn't have to have anything to do with your relationship with your husband. I'm sorry, like, how is that relevant, what your mum thinks? Yeah, you probably want to listen to her opinion, but, oh, mum said we'll do this? Okay, let's go along with it. That's not a good excuse. That's just actually stupid. And then, you saying that he's being selfish by saying he needs time to think about it and considering his options. No, that's just logical and common sense sense he's taking the time to weigh up the pros and cons not just of the actual act of piercing his daughter your daughter's ears but also how it's going to make you feel him feel everyone else feel you know it's a very big decision in many ways and if he wants to spend time thinking about it and come to a logical conclusion then fair play to the bloke i think i'll do the same you saying that your opinion holds more weight as a mother though is sexist sorry just is that's actually a very dumb opinion now for our fourth post am i the butthole for tricking my boyfriend into eating vegan i a 21 year old woman am vegan and i've been so for several years i started dating john who is 22 about three and a half months ago we've gotten along wonderfully except for this past issue when we went out to dinner for the first time i told him i was vegan when ordering my dish and he just kind of went oh cool and started talking about something else it never really came up ever again as a point of discussion though when he's come over and i've made lunch or dinner it's always been vegan dishes i've never tried to actively hide this from him when he asked what we were having i'd say things like burgers and i assumed that he knew it would naturally be something like impossible burgers for christmas neither of us could afford to travel home and neither are very close to our families so we had christmas at my apartment and i cooked dinner vegan lasagna after dinner we were watching some cooking show and a contestant was making something with fake meat john commented how he hated when dishes pretended to be meat when it was plant-based and that it was deceptive and gross and that he would never eat that i was naturally very confused and pointed out that he's eaten that several times when he questioned me i explained that dinner had just been entirely vegan with fake meats and that every time he's eaten at my place it's been a vegan dish he got really mad I'm trying to keep this post concise, but he accused me of tricking him into eating something he found disgusting and forcing my diet on him. I said he was stupid for being mad at this, and he said it would be the same as if he tricked me into eating meats. I said it wasn't the same because I was morally opposed to eating meats, but nobody was morally opposed to eating plants. We argued some more, and he left and went home. And he hasn't been over since yesterday i texted him trying to smooth things over hoping that he's cooled down he wrote a few paragraphs about how betrayed he felt 
He said that he hoped I understood how disappointed he was and that I would tamper with his food like that and that something like this was a serious betrayal of his trust. He said I should have disclosed that none of the food I ever made contained meat. He finished it by saying he'd come over for New Year's only if I apologized for lying to him. I got frustrated and said that I didn't lie, that this wasn't something I should apologize for, and that he was being stupid and childish. He hasn't replied. I mean, look, maybe you haven't been the most honest because you said like you're eating burgers when you're not. But again, like the fact that you said at the start that you are a vegan would make any reasonable person know that you're not going to be eating meats and therefore you're not going to be cooking meat. I would have thought. I also do agree with your point that no one really cares about eating plants, do they? But people like you, vegans, veggies, whatever, they are obviously morally opposed to eating meat. You can't flip it back the other way. I mean, yeah, maybe you could, but it wouldn't make much sense, would it? And also what's funny is that he's actively eaten and probably enjoyed the food, like, you know, not knowing. And then When he finds out that he does know, he goes, oh, that's disgusting. How can you betray my trust? It's just food, mate. Eat it. If it's nice, it's nice. Who cares what's in it? You don't. Like, you don't have any particular dietary requirements or moral obligation to eat certain types of food. So just eat the food, enjoy it, shut up, and go to bed like a good boy. And now moving on to our final Am I the Butthole post of this episode. Am I the butthole for making my daughter get up at 3 a.m.? Me and my wife have four children. Kara, who's 18, Sean, who is six, and a set of twins, Charlotte and Austin, who are four years old. The twins have always been horrible sleepers. I won't go into everything that we've tried to get them sleeping well, but for now, I'm thrilled if they sleep in their beds for at least three hours without coming into our room. Kara and the twins sleep down one end of the house, while Sean and my wife and my bedroom is down the other end of the room. The only reason we don't have the twins down our end is that the room only fits one bed in it and neither child wants to sleep on a top bunk. I tried it once. Charlotte woke up screaming, terrified in the middle of the night, and then Austin refused to even go near the bed. The room will also not fit a double bed and the twins' dresses and toys in the room. For whatever reason, Kara has begun having night terrors and waking up screaming, which in turn wakes up the kids. I wanted to take her phone, but my wife said no. Instead, I threatened Kara that if she woke up the kids again, she'd be the one putting them in their beds and sitting with them until they were settled again. Not us. Last night was the worst, and instead of screaming once, Kara, who remember is the 18 year old, was yelling out until I'd raced all the way down the house and flew her door open, turning her light on. The twins were already crying in their room, so I made Kara get up, show them she was fine, and told her to stay in their room until they were asleep and went back to my own beds. This morning, Kara had tried to sleep and was still trying to sneak back to bed and sleep at 11 a.m. And when my wife asked why she was so tired, I told her and told Kara that this will continue to happen every time she ruins the twin's sleep for no reason. She has no trauma, no reason to have nightmares, and has even told me that, I know I'm dreaming, but I can't wake myself up, but I can make myself scream to wake up. So that tells me it's intentional. My wife feels that I'm the butthole, but I think she's just too soft on Kara. And I'm doing this for her. I'm doing this because she deserves her sleep, and not to be woken up because an adult cannot control herself versus when our kids wake up due to nightmares, bedwetting, etc. So, am I the butthole? 
Listen, mate, you're not just the butthole. Uh, you're also a very, very controlling person. Uh, if you were my dad, my God, we come to blows, pal. That's all I'd say. Like, not letting me sleep past whatever time in the morning is nuts, especially when your daughter's 18. Forcing her to get up and then saying you're having nightmares for no real reason. Like, what? No, she's obviously having nightmares for it. Like, it's just so weird. I just, everything that you've done here is very, very strange. It's like you're literally punishing your daughter for having a sleeping disorder. It's a normal thing to do. Like, if, look, don't get me wrong. Maybe that works for some people. Maybe it does. I, I kind of doubt it. But I think the, the appropriate kind of method here would be to go and get some help. Probably not punish your daughter and just shout at her and force her to wake up when clearly she has something wrong. Like, it's just so odd. Worst parenting that I've ever seen, perhaps. It's quite cruel, to be fair. Very, very odd behavior. I'm sorry, but saying that she has no trauma, nothing to have nightmares about, stuff like that is actually so dumb. How, how the f*** would you know, mate? You are a clown. Am I the butthole for demanding my girlfriend to change her dress for a wedding? This happened during this weekend, me being in my early 30s and my girlfriend in her late 20s. I was invited to a wedding ceremony of a colleague and I could bring someone with me. I asked my girlfriend that I'd been dating for a year if she'd like to join me and she was really happy because she apparently loves weddings. Since we don't live together, I drove to pick her up so we'd have some time to spare before the ceremony. As she comes out, she looks really beautiful and has obviously put in time to fix her hair and makeup. She's also wearing an off-white dress that was rather ornate. As she got in, I told her that she looked stunning, but I asked if she could change to a different colored dress for the ceremony. I'm not one for etiquette by far, but one of the few things I've heard everywhere is that you shouldn't wear a white dress to a wedding unless you're the bride. She became pretty upset and wanted to know what was wrong with her dress. I said that it would be inappropriate to wear a white or off-white dress unless you're the bride and that it's like wedding lore or something. Trying to be lighthearted about it. She rolled her eyes and said that was an outdated tradition about women and virginity and that when her friends got married, everyone wore white and that it's not a big thing anymore. I told her that I don't know what the dress code is for this ceremony, but since it's not saying all white clothes, I still think she should change to another color, but white or almost white. I told her that I don't know what the dress code is for this ceremony, but since it doesn't say all white clothes, I still think she should change to another color than white or almost white because my colleague was getting married and we would have no idea how she felt about her. My girlfriend became really upset and told me that I was trying to control what she was wearing and that it was abusive, which honestly made me really upset and hurt. I then said something along the lines of, Frick, well, you shouldn't go to a wedding with an abuser then. And then I told her to F off out of my car. She began to cry and wanted to apologize and give me a hug, but I just told her to get out, which she did. I drove off and she called and texted me a bunch. I answered and said, I don't want to talk right now, and then turned my phone off and attended the ceremony. The bride was the only one that was wearing white, so I feel as if my gut feeling was the right one. When I got home, my phone had blown up from texts from her and her best friend saying that I was being inconsiderate and controlling and I should apologize for my behavior. I vented to a few friends. Most of them agree with me, but some have said that it was a butthole thing to tell her that she couldn't wear her dress because it's got nothing to do with me. I feel as if I was in the right since it was my colleague's wedding and it was better to be safe than sorry but I'm also not sure if I was being a butthole about the situation. So, Reddit, am I the butthole? Listen, every man and their dog knows that only the bride wears white at a wedding. That's just like a common fact. It doesn't need to be written down. Don't need to like question it. It's just a dumb thing. 
It's not that hard to pick any other color on the whole spectrum of colors other than white, is it? Seriously. And yeah, look, I get it. It's going to be annoying for OP's girlfriend to change the dress. And she doesn't want to. No one would want to change their dress that they picked out. But also, how dumb are you in the first place to choose a white dress? Moreover, just because you've been to a white-themed wedding before doesn't mean that all the rules of not wearing white at a wedding suddenly go out the window. Like, how dumb would you have to be to wear white? It's ludicrous. Yeah, you probably went a little bit too far, I'll be honest, OP, in the car. Didn't need to, like, abuse her and all of that. But she wasn't really getting the message. I don't know. Gotta tell her somehow. Am I the butthole for taking off my leg and making someone look dumb and feel uncomfortable? I am a 21-year-old woman, and I was in a very bad car accident about three years ago. A drunk driver ran a stoplight, cut off a semi-truck, which then crashed into me, sending me crashing into two different cars and then ultimately into an embankment. My car was mangled and my leg was crushed, completely destroyed, and it had to be amputated. I also lost a couple of fingers, the tip of one and all of another. On top of that, I'm left with some gnarly scars that used to bother me, but I'm learning to deal with them. I got a couple of different insurance payouts and some pain and suffering money in addition to my medical bills being paid. And with that money, I purchased a custom-made leg to take the place of the one I lost. When I have pants and shoes on, you can hardly tell unless you're really looking. I still limp, but some days I don't have as pronounced a limp. Earlier today, I went to the store with my boyfriend, my sister, her girlfriend, and our mother. I drove. I had to learn to drive with my left foot, but I'm really good at it now. I also bought a new car with my money and had to go through a ton of therapy to get past my PTSD, but I'm doing well there now as well. So, I drove us. And because of my injuries, in addition to my leg, I also have chronic hip, neck, and back pain, and some issues with my lungs from the time spent intubated in a medically induced coma that led to pneumonia, I have a handicap placard for my car. I have trouble walking without getting tired, so it really helps to park close to the door. Today, I did so and unknowingly took the space from someone who was circling back around for it. Apparently, the man had been looking for a close space and had missed the one I took and went down and around. He was still on the other aisle when I pulled in, so I didn't cut him off for anything and had no way of knowing he wanted that spot. He parked in the yellow stripe zone and got out and immediately began confronting me about stealing a space from people who actually need it. How I'm just some kid who's got no respect for those who are truly sick and suffering. He then ordered me to move. My group was urging me to just walk away, but this has happened before, and once the police were even called. I'm sick of people thinking that just because I'm young, I don't have a legit need for a little extra consideration. I said, okay, and went to the car and got in like I was going to drive off. I was wearing a skirt and leggings, so it wasn't quite obvious at first, but when I sat down, I took my leg off and showed it to the man, including my stump. I then asked him if it was okay if I still parked there. He walked away, calling me disgusting and rude, and said I could have just told him and that I made him look stupid. My group was embarrassed and said that I made things awkward because there was now a crowd. So, am I the butthole? No, OP, you're definitely not the butthole, despite what your friends say. Look, I get what they're saying. It made the situation more awkward than it needed to be, but so did this man, you know, not minding his own business, coming out of nowhere and having a go at you. He didn't need to do that in the first place. If anything, it taught him a lesson that young people can have disabilities too, not just elderly people. I mean, he should know that anyway. And look, I get it. It's pretty annoying for him having to park further away, but come on, be considerate of others. Young people can have disabilities. Ultimately, this guy made himself look very stupid, and you just provided the very visual aid which was funny so well done am i the butthole for going home when my wife didn't let me into the delivery room my wife gave birth a few days ago 
We had what I believe to be a fairly standard pregnancy and I did my best to take care of things and make it easy for her I took her to the hospital when she was due and her sister and mother met us there The problem started when she was taken to the delivery room She asked the nurse for only her mother and sister to be allowed in the delivery and then told me that she wanted me to wait until I've delivered and calmed down before letting me into the room I was kind of shocked and didn't want to make a scene So I just said okay and sat down in the waiting room We hadn't really discussed the plan for the hospital and I had no reason to think I wouldn't be there when my son was born I texted her sister to see if she knew my wife was going to do this. She said no I told her to ask if my wife was concerned about something because I don't consider myself to be someone who would have made a fuss or made things difficult for her She texted back after a while saying that my wife just doesn't want you to see her like this And then added that she didn't agree with my wife and tried to convince her But ultimately it was her choice and I should respect her I sat in the waiting room for six hours getting minimal updates as the labor was fairly slow And then I decided that there was no point So I texted her sister that I was going home I'd meet my son when they brought him back and handled the birth certificate stuff the next day They came home about nine hours later and I was finally able to meet my son When my wife's mother and sister left, my wife got very angry at me for leaving her at the hospital. I was angry too, but I told her that we can talk about this in a few days because she's just given birth. She wouldn't drop the subject, so I finally told her that she excluded me from the birth of my son for no reason. I didn't see the need to hang around a hospital waiting room for hours doing nothing and that even her own sister thinks what she did was wrong. She said that there could have been complications and that I needed to be there. To which I replied that I wouldn't have been there because she kept me out of the room and the doctors would have handled any problems anyways She called me an inconsiderate butthole and has been talking short with me for several days Her sister told me I should just apologize and move past it because it was a stressful time for my wife But I think i'm owed a bigger apology first for how I was excluded from my own son's birth Now this is a tough one guys if you're watching on youtube get your comments in down below Actually, I think this one is just up to interpretation. You can see it both ways. First of all, there's no doubt Well, is there though? I was gonna say there's no doubt that the wife is just the butthole in this situation Out of nowhere just saying I want to be on my own and not let her husband and you know Actually, the more I say it. Yeah, she is a butthole here. That's for sure But I also do think that you shouldn't have left op because ultimately something could have happened and as much as you don't have a decision it is your son at the end of the day i think you should have stayed i don't know it's a very strange one it's one of those that you would have thought they would have talked about it before the event but clearly they didn't and it's, it's led to this uh, horrible experience because on the one hand i can't really say to your wife you shouldn't feel that way like if she genuinely doesn't want you to see her like that that's her own you know idea and thoughts and you can't really argue with that if she wants her mum and sister to be there and not you then that's her decision ultimately it is her giving birth not you but the fact that that wasn't even discussed in the first point is clearly the main issue here and ultimately means that you both were slightly in the wrong you should have figured this out long ago am i the butthole for telling my husband that i was disappointed in the gift he had for my son's 16th birthday for some background i've been married to my husband jack for three years i have a 16 year old son from my previous marriage and jack has an 18 year old son from his previous marriage as well my stepson and son aren't close and they only see each other while they visit but everyone is happy with these arrangements and there are rarely any issues my stepson's 18th birthday was a couple of months ago I wasn't at the party since his mum hosted but jack told me he bought him a car because he's been needing it since he's got a disability and will be going to college i saw the pictures the car looked nice now my son's 16th birthday took place this past week 
My son and I were both excited for the gift Jack said he'd bring and I hinted to my son that it would most likely be a car Just like the one his stepbrother got recently It turned out we were wrong because at the party Jack's gift for my son was actually a gaming console My son got so upset that he went to his room and shut the door mid party Everyone noticed something was wrong and left shortly Jack looked confused this entire time and asked what the deal was I asked if he really didn't know and he just stared I told him that my son was expecting something like a car as a gift Jack asked why and I told him because my stepson got one for his 18th birthday recently I bluntly told him that my son was rightfully disappointed and so was I in this gift and really thought it was unfair Especially since my son told his friends he was getting a car from his stepdad Jack argued about the difference in circumstances saying his son needs the car to drive to college while my son doesn't need it And besides, he doesn't have a disability like his stepbrother and can walk or commute. He also said I shouldn't have assumed it would be a car and I messed up by hinting this to my son. I couldn't help but notice the difference in treatment. I let him know that no matter how he tries to explain his reasons, my son will always feel like he's less than his stepbrother in a way. And what happened now will make it worse, even between my son and his stepbrother, not just Jack and my son. Jack called me unbelievable and said that I should feel ashamed, then rushed out. He's expecting me to get involved and ease things between him and my son, but I decided to give my son time to process this. Am I the butthole for what I said? Oh, I think we have our first proper butthole of this video, guys. Congratulations. It's taken the fourth post, but you know, we're here. We've arrived. OP is the butthole in this situation. I don't see you buying a car for your stepson, so why on earth... Would you expect your husband to buy your son one? It's very, very ironic, isn't it? And a little bit ridiculous. It's also like very dumb and actually very unfair to hint to your son that your 16 year old son, that he's going to be getting a car from his stepdad, knowing full well that you didn't know that. Like it's out of nowhere. It makes Jack look bad. It's just not a good thing to do. And also it's clearly massively upset your son. You know what's crazy is that your son is now going to be disappointed with a gaming console. Something that most people would absolutely love for a birthday gift. He's 16. He's got no need for a car. His stepbrother is two years older. It's his actual father, if that means anything. And he has disabilities, so needs a car. It's ludicrous. OP, you're definitely the butthole. Am I the butthole for yelling at my husband and telling him to get over himself after he threw away my tampon box? I'm 27. My husband is 30. We've been together for three years and have been married for two months. So here's a thing I used to use pads for my periods, but recently was able to start using tampons I've got medical problems now in comparison tampons work 10 times better for me Especially when i'm outside say like at work or traveling my husband ryan hates them He never truly gave a reason other than just say he doesn't feel comfortable with me using them I didn't think it was a big deal at first since he said he hates a lot of stuff that I do But puts up with it anyway, except for this He asked that I go back to using pads, but I made it clear since it's my body I get to decide he threw away some tampons he had access to and I was getting upset But to keep the peace, I just bought a box and hid it away from him. He somehow found that and threw that away. I didn't find that out until I had my period yesterday and realized I had no tampons to use. I was tired and too stressed. I just yelled at him after he admitted to throwing away the whole box. He argued that I already knew how he felt about this stuff. And yet I decided to still keep it around. I lost it and told him he had no right to do this and told him to get over himself already. He stared at me almost about to tear up or something, then walked out. 
He later went on about how we, as a couple, should take each other's discomfort into consideration and said he already tried to speak to me about those tampons, yet I brushed him off and insulted him and verbally abused him. He also said that if I still insist on using them, then I should do it while I'm outside the house. But I said that it won't happen. I feel bad for how it played out, but I was just at my wits end and in so much pain, I lashed out. Did I go too far here? Does he have a valid point or not? Yeah, that's probably one of the dumbest posts I've ever read on this subreddit. Uh, Throwing away your partner's tampons. Pretty good stuff. I know no man in the world, apart from this guy, who we've just met, so, you know, I don't know too much about him, who has a problem with females using tampons. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I don't care what you use. Do whatever you want. As as OP said, it's your body. You can choose to do whatever you want. I'd also prefer not to know. Why would I care? It's like, out of everything going on in the world right now, the last thing I care about is what this woman is using down there. Like, why does that matter to anyone? Why does this bloke not like it? Ryan, you are a loser. And that's that. Am I the jerk for taking my niece to court over a coat? I am a 28-year-old woman, and I have a 16-year-old niece. She is my only sister's only child. Two years ago, I married a very wealthy man. And because of the pandemic, last Christmas was my first with my in-laws. My mother-in-law gifted me a coat that is worth more than $20,000. I saw her wearing it, asked her where she bought it, and she said that it will be my Christmas gift from her. What a Christmas gift. I didn't know how much it was. I knew it was expensive, but I thought maybe 3000 at the most. I was visiting my sister last January when my niece saw it. She Googled the brand and showed me how much it really was. I won't lie, I didn't wear it after that because I was afraid of ruining it. Last week, I wore it while visiting my sister. While I was putting it back on to leave, I felt something go splat on my back. Then my niece started cackling and the smell of paint hit me. I was so angry. While she was not apologetic at all. Her mum screamed at her and said she was grounded. Then she said she will pay for the dry cleaning. While I was in my car, still in shock by the way, I got an alert that my niece posted a reel. It was of her doing a prank on me. And she said, I'm going to hit my aunt's $20,000 coat with a paint-filled balloon to see how she reacts. I saved it on my phone, sent it to her mum, and told her that a week's grounding is not enough. She didn't reply, but I saw that my niece took it down. It got less than five views by then. The next day, I found out my coat cannot be saved. So I called my sister and told her that her daughter has to pay it back. Well, we got into an argument and she said that they will not be paying it. And if I wanted a new one, I should get my husband to buy one for me. I think that they should pay for it. They can afford to. IMO, they should sell my niece's car and pay me back my money. We did not reach an agreement. So I told her that I will be suing and reminded her that I have video evidence that her daughter, A, did it on purpose for online clouts and B, knew exactly how expensive it was. People in my life are not objective at all. I have some calling me a jerk, some saying they are the jerks for not buying me a new one, and some so obsessed with the price of the coat that they're calling me a jerk for simply owning it and wanting a new one. So, am I in the wrong? Wow, where to even begin with this post? That was simply sensational. First of all, I have to say, pranks like this, I don't know where they've come from or why people are doing them these days, but I don't understand how anyone could ever find that funny. Like, it's just baffling to me. Even if I'm in my darkest humor sense of mind, I still don't really get the joke. Like, it's just ruining something for the sake of ruining it. Where's the fun in that? Like, I thought pranks should be funny. I don't know about you lot, but I just don't get it. So, punishing her daughter, no doubt that's a given. The problem is, should she have to pay back the full value? At just 16 years old, obviously she doesn't have a free 20,000 lying around. And is it really fair to put that sort of money on her mum when it wasn't her that did it? Like, I don't know, it's pretty easy to say she damaged a $20,000 piece of property, therefore she owes $20,000. But I just don't think it's as simple as that. For me, I reckon there should be some sort of middle ground. Look, ideally she'd have the money and pay back the 20000 
20k. I'm not saying that, but she's 16. She just doesn't have that. So what do you reckon? Find a middle ground or the full 20k? Let me know in the comments down below. That was a techie one to start with. Am I the jerk for how I fought my boyfriend's medical bill? Going too far. My boyfriend had to go to the ER after an accident and he got a truly ridiculous bill back. I offered to fight the bill for him because I've done it before and he said, sure. I went all out because honestly, if we were out five grand after insurance, that would screw up our holiday plans pretty bad. So I had him call the hospital and authorized me to handle his bill and access of medical records. Got an itemized bill and compared the prices for each code to the fair prices. Called billing to dispute the bill but was told that billing only collects bills i'd need to contact admin to dispute bounced around a call center for hours trying to get someone who was actually qualified for bill disputes getting nowhere google and linkedin search for the hospital board of directors and upper management got 30 emails of the most influential people at the hospital plus the hospital's investors every day i'd send a few emails working my way up the chain and writing an increasingly long email describing how they billed my client at seven times over the fair price for services rendered and how their billing department customer service department and the growing list of management i'd emailed had failed to address the issue and finally escalated the emails until i was writing a director level staff with the entire board of directors and a number of outside investors cc'd asking for a written statement regarding their justification for billing at a rate seven times higher than the national average for commensurate services to what is available at other hospitals and sternly laying out the failures to appropriately respond at every level of the company Well, once I'd done all that, which was honestly only like 15 minutes a day, they reduced the bill from $5,000 to 26. Yep, 26 freaking dollars. Well, I told my boyfriend the good news and he was at first overjoyed and blown away, like literally jumping up and down and hugging me and saying I was literally a Christmas miracle. But then when he asked how I did it, I said it wasn't too hard. I just had to send a couple of emails each day. He was curious what I said and I handed him my phone. He started to get stressed and flipped back through other emails, which there were like 60 of. He told me I went way too far. He was expecting me to dispute through their billing department or something normal and reasonable like that, not internet stalk every single manager and board member and investor and harass them into dropping the bill. I was frustrated because I just saved us five grand, actually made it possible for us to afford a nice Christmas and save some money. And he was mad at me because I'd been a bit of a hard ass. I was furious and he was also mad at me, saying he authorized me to dispute a bill, not basically threaten and harass a whole dang hospital for weeks so the question is am i the jerk for how i got my boyfriend's medical bills dropped honestly i'm really failing to see the issue that your boyfriend has here by legal means you've saved yourself five thousand dollars well four thousand nine hundred and what is it seventy four to be precise but still that's a lot of money i would understand if he was annoyed if you'd done it in illegal means or you'd gone way too far immorally but this is completely fine if anything he should be celebrating how much effort and work you put in to save your guys so much money and ultimately save christmas what is wrong with him all that to say no you're obviously not the jerk let's carry on am i the jerk for banishing my teenage daughter's friend from our house because she made fun of my weight i have two kids with my husband a 14 year old daughter and a 10 year old son our daughter has always been a little socially awkward to the point that we've had her tested since we suspected her of being on the spectrum turns out she isn't on the spectrum she's just a natural introvert however this year in school we were thrilled when our daughter made a new friend her age since that is an area in which she struggles long story short she recently invited her new friend over with our approval to have dinner at our house and then spend the night so my daughter's friend came over 
My husband is usually the cook in the family and this night was no exception He made us all a really nice meal during the course of said meal. I asked my daughter's friend. Are you enjoying the food? She responded. Yes, your husband is a great cook No wonder you've ended up a bigger woman. The room got quiet for several moments My husband tried to laugh it off and change the subject, but I wasn't having it The girl had just leveled a completely uncalled for insult at me. My daughter's friend seemed to realize that she'd messed up, but she didn't say anything else. We finished an awkward dinner in mostly silence, and my daughter's friend did stay the night. This was a couple of months ago. Recently, my daughter asked if she could have that friend back over, and I told her, sure, if she's going to apologize to me. When our daughter asked what I meant, I reminded her of what she'd said. My daughter responded that it was over and she didn't want to bring it up again. She then went to her father and asked. He said sure, but she then told him what I'd said. He came to me and said, Look, her friend just felt awkward and tried to make a joke. It didn't land. For the sake of our daughter, can't you just let it go? Now, yes, I could. But the thing is, I just want an apology from the girl. I need to see that she understands how rude she was before I can get on board with her and my daughter hanging out. My husband says that I'm being weird for insisting on an apology from a 14-year-old, especially since that girl is such a good friend of our daughter. But I think it's weird that I'm still waiting for an apology from that same girl. Seriously, that's all I need. I just need to know that any friend of my daughter is willing to own up to her screw-ups. All right, my answer is kind of twofold here. On the one hand, I understand why you'd be annoyed at this comment. It's completely fair. Someone kind of making a joke about your way. I get it. It's not ideal. However, then for you to hold a grudge on a 14-year-old girl for a number of months, that is a bit psycho. Get over it and get over yourself. Your husband's right. It was a joke that didn't land. That's it. Come on, if you're gonna get that annoyed over one joke at your expense that didn't land, then what's the point of even being here? You know, like, come on, it's not that deep. Relax. And then you get to the point where you're limiting your daughter from a friend that she's genuinely made, even though you know how hard it is for her to make friends. That is too far. Like, at that point, you're putting your own pettiness above your daughter's friendship. I'm not sure I can get on board with that. Now, before we get into our next story, I have a very special announcement for you. After an insane amount of demand from you guys, I'm delighted to say that I've released some limited edition Not Today Karen Mo. Picture this, you're out and about in the streets and a wild Karen appears and starts confronting you. What do you do? Well, normally you have to talk to a witch like this. However, get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it, laugh and walk away. How easy is that? The link is down in the description if you like what you see. Go ahead, check the stuff out. I think they'd make a great Christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself. As always, it's official stuff from the very best supplier, so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel. With that being said, let's carry on. Am I the jerk for leaving a fake positive pregnancy test in the bedroom to catch my husband's mum snooping? My mother-in-law moved in with us a month ago. I began to notice my stuff in the bedroom being touched. Furniture rearranged, stuff moved, etc. I felt like I was going crazy because my husband is the only one who has access to the bedroom and he doesn't usually touch nor come near my things. I figured it must be his mum walking in and snooping on my personal stuff. I told my husband and he said his mum would never. I had a huge hunch but couldn't install a cam in the bedroom to catch her in the act. So I got me one of those fake positive pregnancy tests and threw it in the bedroom's trash can. Note, the trash can was placed in the corner near the closet. Literally the next day after I got to work, I got tons of calls and texts from my in-laws congratulating me for my pregnancy. My husband came over to my workplace and was all worked up about it, asking since when was I pregnant and why didn't I tell him? I asked how he found out and he said his mum found the positive test in the trash can in the bedroom. I asked if his answer just confirmed that she'd been snooping in the bedroom all along. He had a realization moment but demanded we stick to the bigger issue. I said there was no bigger issue because the positive test was fake and this whole thing was done to expose my mother-in-law's snooping. 
he wasn't convinced. He had me take an actual test right in front of him and he was livid asking how could I lie about such a thing and break his mum's heart since I know very well that she longs for kids. I got a lot of stick because of this from him, his mum and family now calling me a liar and a manipulator. So am I the jerk? Now look, you could argue it's a little bit unfortunate that you went this far and play with people's emotions this much. I mean, I feel for your husband, right? On the one hand, he goes from thinking that all of a sudden he's going to be a dad then to have that ripped away. That's obviously not the nicest thing. However, you did get your point across, right? You clearly caught your mum snooping. And ultimately, given that nobody believed you, especially not your husband, you had to make that happen. I do wonder if there was a way though that you could have gone through with this without your husband getting hurt so much. Did it have to be a fake pregnancy test? Yes, it worked fantastically and you got your point across. Fair enough. But I do feel bad for your husband nonetheless. I mean, then again, you could argue that he should have just listened to you in the first place and sided with you over his mum, or at least understood where you were coming from. I don't know. Maybe he deserved it. Let me know in the comments. Am I the jerk for telling my wife the cat is still her responsibility even if she's pregnant? My wife and I are expecting our first baby. Three years ago, my wife decided she desperately wanted a cat. Now, I hate cats and all animals in the house, really, so I was against it. But she wouldn't stop talking about it. So finally, we made a deal that she could get a cat, but it was her responsibility. I'd have nothing to do with it, and she agreed. She stuck to her word, and I stuck to mine. I mostly ignore the cat. Now she's pregnant and asked me if I can scoop the litter until she gives birth because of toxoplasmosis. But I looked it up, and as long as she wears gloves and washes her hands, she should be good. So I told her, absolutely not. She wasn't happy, but I reminded her of our agreement when we got the cat. I told her it was her responsibility, and if she didn't want to take care of it anymore with the new baby coming, we can get rid of it and find it a new home. She said no and has been scooping the litter. Her sister was over and saw her doing this and flipped out at me, telling me how dangerous it is. But of course her sister is going to be on her side and overreact. I never wanted the cat, so I don't see how I'm wrong. I mean, in my opinion, it doesn't even matter about toxoplasmosis. doesn't matter if it's the most dangerous thing in the world. The fact of the matter is, you're just being a jerk because you're not helping a pregnant wife. Simple as that. I don't care what agreements you've got. It's not that hard to help your pregnant wife for a couple of months before she gives birth to your baby to scoop up some cat litter. Come on. And also, you just know that roles reverse. This sort of thing does happen in your house. I don't know what it could be with. Could be the washing, could be the cooking, could be anything. Cleaning, I don't know. Could be anything. I guarantee that there are some things that you don't do that your wife does for you that she doesn't like doing. Yet you, because you have this one principle that happened a long time ago, you can't be bothered or you can't help your wife in this one situation. You're a disgrace, my friend. Am I the jerk for calling my husband unreasonable for canceling the holiday trip just because me and the kids couldn't help him in an emergency? My husband and I have been together for four years. I have two kids, a 17-year-old boy and a 19-year-old girl, and their half-brother is three years old. This past week, my husband had an emergency. Dad had a medical emergency and wanted someone to watch our son. He asked my older son and he refused because he was going out with friends. He also asked my daughter, but she locked herself in her room to study. I was at the restaurant with my brother, meeting his girlfriend for the first time. My husband ended up taking our son with him to the hospital and his mum watched him from there. He came home and was lashing out at everybody, calling us selfish and unfeeling. I tried to explain that the kids were busy, but he told me to get the F out with that bull because my older son could have skipped the hangout and watched his brother. And my daughter could have watched her brother while studying instead of locking herself in her room He scolded me as well But I told him I couldn't leave lunch with my brother since he was visiting town and this was my only chance to meet his girlfriend He yelled some more then told us that he was canceling the family holiday trip for christmas this year The two older kids were upset and said it was unfair I called him unreasonable to cancel the trip and punish the kids and possibly me like that 
He refused to discuss it later. Now me and the kids aren't speaking to him and he's saying good riddance. No, your husband is absolutely in the right. If you guys can't prioritize him and his dad when his dad's having a medical emergency for literally no reasons, by the way, like what are you even doing? Meeting your brother's girlfriend, I don't care. Studying in your room, who cares? Hanging out with mates, what? Do that literally any other time? Then no, you don't deserve to go on this family trip. I'm sorry, you just don't. Like honestly, at least have a good excuse. Your husband's dad is in a medical emergency and you're going to lunch. What? Are you mad? I mean, to be fair, I think we should probably just retitle the post. Instead of what it is, it should be, my husband canceled our trip because me and my children are all very unreasonable simple as that am i the jerk for calling out my step family's dirty laundry at thanksgiving after they criticized me for being unmarried i'm still getting trash for this from my family so it's possible i may be a bit of a jerk here i am a 29 year old woman the players are my mum, stepdad and four step siblings and their families i'm the black sheep and that i'm the only one not married with kids but that's by my preference i love living alone i don't want kids and having a partner just isn't that important to me my family has been asking me when i'm going to get a boyfriend and settle down since i was 19 and the answer has always been ooh, never I was gonna skip thanksgiving but my mum insisted that she wanted everyone home this year if possible so i went it was the usual drill but my youngest stepbrother and his wife are having another kid so that was the big announcement this was fine until around the end of dinner one of my stepsisters-in-law asked if i'm not anxious to have kids since i'm almost 30 and time is running out i laughed and said nah i'm good that led to one of the stepbrothers saying that every family needs an old maiden aunt and some other comments i didn't appreciate I said let's move on but my mum said we're just worried about you now this is where i'm possibly in the wrong i know all the family dirt so i said well i'm the only person at this table that's not an alcoholic a cheater or constantly broke as frick because i have more kids than i can afford so i'm not the one to worry about and that's how i brought thanksgiving to a dead halt and no one said a thing for the rest of dinner but my texts are radioactive still i feel like it was probably right in the line and my mum says this has caused a lot of problems among the siblings but also they kind of started it and there we go another classic example of you're more than willing to give it but you can't take it and to be honest that's on you if you're gonna say to someone you need to be worried are you not anxious your life's going nowhere etc etc you need to get a move on then when someone says stuff back to you about how they feel about your life that is negative you gotta take it simple as that and if you can't take it then yeah you're the jerk you know that meme f around and find out that's what they did and they didn't like it and that's on them am i the jerk for grounding my 16 year old son for a month after he called his stepdad a slur i'm a 43 year old man and my son is 16 I'm divorced. I have been for a few years now and my ex remarried recently. Her new husband, Jonathan, is black. We're white. He and my ex are now expecting a baby together. He also has two teenage boys himself. My ex and I share custody, but our son spends most of his time at my place because he has more room and privacy here. Last weekend, he was at his mum's and on Sunday, he called me all upset saying to come and pick him up. I rushed over there and found out that he got into a fight with Jonathan over some chores and Jonathan locked him out of Wi-Fi and banned him from video games until he does his chores which is how my ex and I also discipline him. And Jonathan has our permission to do the same if my son acts out. He can use the same methods he uses with his sons. More long-term slash serious punishments are of course decided between my ex and I. But no video games today type of thing is totally fine for Jonathan to do. My ex and Jonathan then told me that my son got all upset over this punishment and told Jonathan to F off. Jonathan then told him to stop talking like that. To which my son replied, You and your sons ruin my life, so you don't get to tell me what to do. I won't take orders from an N anyway. I asked my son if this is all true. He said yes. He actually called him the N-word because 
Well, isn't it true? I lost it and told my son he's grounded for the whole month of December. My ex agreed. He's obviously annoyed and angry because he had tons of plans with his friends. He said that I'm overreacting to one word and I'm being unfair. My brother and mum agree with my son and are saying that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. So, am I the jerk? Yeah, obviously not. Your son's just been racist. That's literally illegal. I don't think he realizes at this stage how serious that is. Because if you weren't his dad, you were just some stranger that happened to see us in the street. You could literally report this and your son could literally have charges put against him. You can't do this. It's literally illegal. So the fact that you've only given him a month, let's be honest, is actually quite lenient. I have no idea what your mum's going on about. I mean, maybe it's because she's from the older generation. I don't know. And maybe that's a little bit of a crazy thing to say. But the fact that she's saying that's too harsh when you've literally called someone the N-word. Yeah, no, you're just wrong. Am I the jerk for asking my daughter to uphold her end of the deal? Honestly, I don't even feel that this situation needs to be on Reddit. But my daughter, husband and many of my family members are calling me a jerk and I'm really not sure anymore. For context, four years ago, when my daughter was 12, she desperately wanted a pool. She said that all of her friends had pools and she was the only one who didn't have one. Plus, she loved swimming. She insisted that she would use it daily in the summer. My husband and I could afford one, but as I'm sure some of you know, pools are very expensive and neither of us really like swimming. So we wanted my daughter to understand the cost she was asking for. We made an agreement that we would install a pool, but that once she was old enough to start working, she would pay us back for half of it. She quickly agreed. Well, flash forward to now. She's 16 and just got her first job. And now she wants to save up for a prom dress she really likes. I reminded her of our agreement about the pool and she no longer wants to uphold her end of the agreement. I insisted, threatening to take away phone and car privileges if she doesn't pay her father and I back. Now she won't speak to me. My husband is agreeing with her, saying that we can't have honestly expected a 12-year-old to keep her end of the agreement. For me, this isn't even about money though. It's about teaching my young daughter the right morals to live life with. I don't want her to think she can just go around making deals for her benefit and then just not uphold them. So, am I the jerk? And straight away, we have our first jerk of the episode. What a start. Now look, you're not the butthole for trying to teach your young daughter morals. That's completely fine. But you are for entering into a verbal agreement with a 12-year-old for thousands of dollars. That is nonsensical. I mean, I'm not entirely sure you should ever enter into any financial agreements with your children when they're under the age of 18. But the fact that you're going back four years and saying, no, you need to pay me for a pool that, let's be honest, we agree to pay for is crazy. How can you expect a 12-year-old to even comprehend that at that age? Am I the jerk for responding to my father's request for a relationship? relationship with a detailed powerpoint on why he will never be forgiven if i'm the jerk here i'll own it i'm not sorry but like it would be good to know because the rest of my family thinks this went too far I am a 24-year-old woman. My mum died when I was seven from leukemia. I have very few memories of her from before she was sick, and I didn't get to spend a lot of time with her in her last year. But she was an artist, and until she couldn't anymore, she'd make me little collages when she was in hospital with drawings and photos and messages for me. My grandmother put them all in a book for me after she died. I wanted to be like my mum, and my counsellor thought it would help, so I started a journal where I would do a kind of similar thing, and I've done at least one page a week all these years, ever since my mum died. More when I miss her or have something hard going on. So I have kind of a unique record of my mental state over the last 16 years. My father remarried when I was nine. My stepmother really leaned hard into the, I'm your mum now, and my father didn't stop her. It improved when they had my half-brother because she basically forgot about me then. Unfortunately, he got cancer when he was three, and I pretty much ceased to exist for my father. He was either working or gone with my brother, and I spent all my teen years mostly at home, alone, or with my grandparents. The mantra was that my brother needed to be the focus because he might die, so I needed to not be selfish since i was healthy i stopped trying to talk to him when i was 16 and it was a dark time i moved out when i was 18 and i cut them off completely 
My grandparents let me know that my brother died a couple of years ago But respected my desire to remain no contact with my father He recently reached out to them because he wants to see me and talk I went through my old journals and made him a powerpoint with images of the entries where I talked about being frustrated and feeling abandoned and unwanted Some with literal quotes of things my dad had said to me during arguments Even the really dark stuff from when I was seriously depressed Then I ended it with a photo of one of my mum's collages where she'd written Remember that your dad and I are always here for you And I wrote you failed go away underneath I felt like him being able to see it from my literal perspective would communicate why I don't want him back better than I could Evidently it worked but a little too well because i've been bombarded by family telling me that it's understandable that I don't want to see him But what I sent gutted him and he's completely fallen apart after reading through it and it was unnecessarily cruel now Maybe it was I know my bar for that is kind of weird sometimes. So am I the jerk? No, i'm sorry But I think you're absolutely fine to do this despite what your family is saying. It's understandable. You don't want to see him I think the whole point is you want him to really feel terrible about this because it's affected your life so badly And up until this point clearly he's not realized this so for him to be gutted is kind of what you're after And look I get it. It's clearly a very tough situation for him You know his previous wife dies of cancer his son dies of cancer like that's that is ridiculous I'm not for one second saying it isn't but you are also involved here. It's your mum. It's your brother And of course if your child has cancer you have to prioritize them over your other child I completely understand that however, you don't just completely isolate your other child, right? They still exist. You still have to give them some attention some care. There's no excuse there. Sorry Am I the jerk for not attending my husband's celebration dinner due to the restaurant not having anything I could eat? My husband has been working really hard the last two years to advance at his company and he finally got the promotion He's been after i'm really really proud of him his parents are too and wanted to take us all out to dinner to celebrate my husband absolutely loves prime rib and there's only one place in our area that serves it so he picked that restaurant the thing is i'm not fond of steak i'll eat it but very rarely i prefer chicken or fish i looked at the menu before leaving and right now they have a limited menu the place had only one fish entree and two chicken entrees and none of them sounded good for various reasons i suggested that he pick someplace else so everyone can eat He refused citing that we rarely get to go to this place but go to other places in our area regularly which is true But those places have lots of variety so everyone can eat He suggested that I ask if they could prepare the fish or chicken without the marinades or sauces But I don't want to be difficult for the kitchen stuff His next suggestion was that I order dessert while everyone else ate entrees And then when we were done he would take me where I wanted so I could eat dinner while he and the kids ate desserts So I opted to just not go because I didn't want to sit there not eating and not having a good time while everyone else was My husband asked me to go so he could celebrate with the people most important to him I told him no again and that he needed to get going before he was late He did go but he came back a little over an hour later with the kids and they all had to go boxes He said he couldn't think of what to tell the kids about why I didn't go when they kept asking without lying or making me sound bad So we just got an order for them to go and let the kids spend some time with their grandparents talking in the parking lots I told him he should have stayed But he said that I put him in a bad spot with the kids and that I knew he wanted everyone there And that I should have just gotten over my picky eating for one night I maintained that if he really wanted us to all eat dinner as a family Then he should have picked a restaurant with a more accommodating menu. So am I the jerk? Yes, you definitely are. The whole point of this entire event is that it's for your husband. And listen, I understand once again that you might not like some of the things that are going on here, but it's not about you. It's literally about your husband and, you know, a reward for all his hard work to get that promotion, which ultimately is going to serve you and the family very well, I'd imagine. What's great about this guy and what makes you the jerk is that he's offered you so many alternatives and different options and things to do and, you know, time afterwards for you to eat as well. It's his day. 
He wants to go and eat his ribs. Let the man eat his ribs. What I expected from the title was that maybe you had some sort of allergies or you were vegan or veggie or that sort of thing and you physically couldn't eat in these places. And that would change my mind slightly, although I would probably still say let him have this one time where he really wants to go and eat ribs. And, you know, it is again about him. And you can sit there and it's not the end of the world for one meal. However, the fact that you can actually order food there, as in there's food that you can eat, you're just too picky. Nah, I'm sorry, you're 100% the jerk. He's done as much as he can to accommodate you. That's the fact. And finally, in terms of the kids, he's absolutely right. What's he gonna say to them? Why is mummy not coming to eat dinner with us is a terrible question. Like, what do you even say apart from lying? What, what can you actually say in that spot? Oh, she's a terribly picky eater and she doesn't wanna celebrate with me and the family. Tough, what do you do? Nothing. You are the jerk. Am I in the wrong for not disclosing I had plastic surgery to my boyfriend? I am a 26-year-old woman, and I've been dating my boyfriend, Max, who is 25, for four months. When I was 22, I had a nose job, as I broke my nose twice as a kid, and it left it with a large bump. Then, at 23, I had a breast augmentation that bumped me up to cup sizes. These were lifelong insecurities that I was bullied over, and it was really relieving to get them done. On to the present. I met Max through a friend, and things have been great. Last night, I was scrolling through my social media while on the sofa with him. I stopped on an old classmate's vacation photo, where she wore a bikini, and frankly had very obvious implants she looks great happy for her but you can tell max glanced over at that moment and said gross i asked him what the deal was and he said women who get implants or other surgeries are a huge turnoff to most guys and how men prefer natural over two balloons and how insecure she looks i couldn't help but laugh and said so you're turned off by me he got very confused and asked what i meant i informed him i had procedures done before He kept denying it, saying I was joking until I showed him old photos of me. He got quiet and left shortly after. I got a text saying I should have disclosed this on the first day, how I led him on and that he needs to reconsider things. It's the next day. I haven't heard anything and I'm bewildered. So, am I the jerk? All right, I'm going to put myself in a position here. I'm going on a first date with a girl and you know... We've just met. That's kind of how first dates tend to work. And all of a sudden she goes, oh yeah, by the way, uh, I've had loads of plastic surgery and it's, you know, even my nose is done and my boobs and all. Uh, I'd be very confused as to why she was telling me all these things straight away when I first met her. Uh, All that to say, there's obviously no need to ever tell anyone, if you don't want to, about augmentation to your body. I mean, it is your body, literally. After four months, maybe you could say, maybe you don't have to, maybe it's just your decision. And maybe Max's reaction is extremely strange because if you are judging somebody based on their looks or what they've done to their body in the past over who they are now and their personality, then you're very strange and you're not the sort of person that I'd want to be in a relationship with. Now, the good news about this post is that there are actually a couple of edits and the story has progressed a little bit further. Let's see what happens. Okay, guys, I got a text from him a few minutes ago asking to meet up as he thinks he wants to continue the relationship and wants to talk things over. After all these comments and some thinking though, I've sent back something along the lines of his reaction made me realize he's not the partner I'm looking for and that I've decided to not continue our relationship Good for you, OP. So yeah, I'm single now. Kind of confused if I should mention this to future days before we're official to weed out any more like him. How do you even bring this up? Oh well, I like me. I'm content with my natural and unnatural parts and I'll find someone who doesn't have huge hangups on plastic surgery. And then one more final edit. He finally replied to my text. I was hopeful we could start over on an honest beginning, but I guess only one of us is mature enough to look past each other's shortcomings in the relationship. I'm glad you revealed this about yourself before I got too involved. Goodbye. Good luck finding someone because no real man would respect someone who can't even respect their own body. Wow, I was comfortable with my decision before, but now I'm extra comfortable. 
blocked and buy. He never deserved this limited edition set. And there we go. Ultimate vindication in one text message. You definitely dodged a red flag there. Fair play for getting out whilst you did. Now, as for your previous question about when should you reveal it? The answer is whenever you feel comfortable, right? You never actually have to. As I said before, definitely don't do it on the first date, like just for the sake of doing it. Because that is weird. Like I would find that a little bit strange, to be honest. I wouldn't say that you have to do it, reveal it at any particular time, just whenever you feel like it. However, your point about saying it early enough to weed out people like Max is probably a fair one because you can judge someone's reaction straight away. I only would say that it might come across as a little bit strange if you did it instantly. As I was saying, if you did it 10 minutes into a first date, I'd have no problem with it. But I would be a little bit like, okay, what's happened in the past for you to say that then and there? And I probably would ask that and it would lead to an interesting conversation about max so yeah run it do it whatever you feel comfortable with the main point is if you feel comfortable with yourself then that's completely fine and also one final point that point that max has said about men not respecting women who change their bodies what a load of absolute shit. am i the jerk for calling my girlfriend selfish for not picking my kids up from school I am a 36 year old man and I've been with my girlfriend who is 32 for two years I have two boys a 13 and 9 year old from my previous relationship. Their mum is not in the picture I work full-time and my girlfriend used to stay home and take care of everything else I still help out here and there yet She would complain about the kids causing constant messes not receiving proper discipline Accidents like breaking a vase and the list goes on she complained that she is more of a parent than I am Which is not true since I provide an income yet She decided she wanted to go back to work and started looking she found a potential job and her interview was yesterday I called her to remind her to pick the kids up from school since she's responsible for it But she said she was about to start her interview and told me to go and get them. I was stunned I told her I couldn't because I was at work She said I could take a break, but I refused because this would have affected my job. I asked if she'd take 10 minutes to quickly go and pick them up, but she refused. We ended up getting into an argument and me telling her she should have figured something out beforehand. She blew up, saying that I'm the parent and that she was tired of being at my beck and call all the time. The kids ended up being picked up by my friend 40 minutes later, which made them upset. At home, I got into a huge argument with my girlfriend, calling her selfish for doing this to the kids and ditching them like that. She said that she had an important interview and that I, as the parents, could have figured something out instead of expecting her to drop what she was doing and pick the kids up. She called me a jerk and then went to stay with her mum. All right, a couple of reasons, first of all, why you are definitely the jerk, even without the context of this event. First of all, your girlfriend stays home and takes care of everything else apart from the work. Now, look, I get that in some relationships that happens, but I don't see how that makes you think that she has to help with everything all the time that is outside of your work in terms of the house and the kids. Secondly, the sentence she complained that she is more of a parent than I am, which is not true since I provide an income, makes no sense to me. Providing an income doesn't make you more of a parent or less of a parent. It just means that you're providing, right? It's got nothing to do with actually being a parent. Like surely parenting is different to providing money. I don't understand that because you can get money from anywhere, right? If I never spoke to my children, yet I won the lottery and gave them a million pounds, I would still be an awful parent despite giving them money. I don't see how that's making you a good parent. It's that you're just providing an income. Now, the only way that I would say that you might not be the jerk in this one spot is, well, it depends on how much time she gave you before telling you when her interview was and if she told you for that reason she couldn't go and pick up the kids. Because if that is your normal routine, she picks up the kids, you work, and she hasn't given you enough time to get someone else to do it or for you to be alerted and to sort something else out, then yeah, maybe in this one spot, she could have done a little bit more. However, I kind of doubt that. 
I reckon that she did tell you, you were just not saying it, and that you had asked her to not prioritize her interview for a job that she really wants over your kids being picked up. I mean, someone else could have picked up your kids as you showed in this story. Or you could have done it yourself for once. And ultimately, they are your children after all. So she's got something that's very important for her future work and life coming up. But you're saying, no, go and collect my children as you always do anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. You are definitely the jerk. Am I the jerk? Because I'm forcing my parents to choose between two options they loathe. I am a 38-year-old woman, and I've recently gotten a not great medical diagnosis and prognosis. I'm at peace with it. So, I've sat down with my husband and figured out my will. Obviously, he'll be receiving most of the estates. He has to take care of himself and our kids. He and I both have decent, if not spectacular careers, and he likes his work. My oldest brother is a gigantic D-bag. He's an addict, and my parents have wasted their lives trying to help him. They spent so much of their time and money on him, they had very little for my sister or myself. I don't hold this against them. I love my kids and I can understand the urge to help them with their problems. The real issue is that my brother has abandoned my nieces with my parents. I try to get custody of them, but I'm not a member of their church and my parents cut me off when I left home to get a college education instead of staying home and helping them like a good daughter should. Their congregation helped them hire a lawyer to keep the girls away from me. But strangely enough, after the girls were out of my reach, they stopped getting any financial support. So on my will, I am leaving my nieces money not for them to spend however they want. It is only to go to pay for their post-secondary education. If it isn't used for that, by the time they're 25, it will be donated to a charity that my parents hate. It advocates for women and reproductive rights. I sent my parents a copy of my will so they knew what was coming. They are the kind of people who would take out a loan, counting on money from my death to bail them out. They're calling me a jerk for not giving them the money to take care of my nieces. They're complaining because they're going into debt taking care of the girls. I offered again to take custody with my husband. If I can have them for two years, I know I can get them on a path away from that church. My parents though won't relent and are saying that they will challenge my will if I leave it like this. Good luck. My lawyer is confident that I protect the money. I just heard from my brother. He's calling me a jerk for depriving his kids of help and forcing my parents into a trashy position. I asked him when the last time he sent them money to help with his kids was. He yelled obscenities and hung up. My husband supports my decision, but a lot of my family are calling me and asking me to help my parents with no strings attached. So, am I the jerk? Okay, so let me get this straight. Your brother is calling you a jerk for depriving your kids of help and forcing your parents into a trashy position. Uh, what have you been doing your entire life then, my friend? Not putting all the blame on him, of course, but you can't be saying these things and then acting like the way you are anyway. And as for your parents, if they had any common sense, they would understand that your nieces are getting provided for. You know, this money is going literally towards them and their education which is obviously going to benefit them in later life just because it's not going to them right now doesn't mean it's not going to them eventually for a good cause if i was your parents i'd just be embarrassed that i'm not trusted by my own daughter to be given the money that will go towards people that i'm caring for it just proves that my own daughter doesn't rate me and i wonder why oh it's because maybe we don't have the best relationship and it's as simple as that oh and one last final point it's your money you can choose to do whatever you want with it obviously I don't think your parents should have any say. And the fact that you're even giving a good amount to your nieces is a very nice thing to do. Am I the jerk for telling a colleague their disability is not a free pass to be a butthole and getting them suspended? I am a 29-year-old man and I started a new position at the beginning of November with a decent-sized law firm in my city. 
Things have been going great up until this week. The first three weeks I've been here, I've heard lots of horror stories around a member of the office we will call Jane. I've heard that the last two people that took this position were basically bullied out of the post by Jane, and that anybody who makes any complaints to HR basically gets told to put up and shut up for two reasons. Firstly, Jane, despite not being the most popular person in the office, is very good at what she does, to the point that the company sees her as invaluable. And secondly, Jane is a wheelchair user, and is apparently very quick to throw the discrimination card around as soon as something doesn't go her way. Another key point to this tale is that I use a stoma bag and have done since I was a baby Anyway, this week is the first week i've interacted with jane as she was on annual leave for my first three weeks with the company I was using the disabled bathroom to empty my bag when I started hearing a loud banging on the door I said one moment and opened the door to a lady in a wheelchair the infamous jane I was berated for about five minutes things such as why is a healthy young man using a disabled bathroom? You should be ashamed, etc drawing the attention of everyone in the nearby vicinity before she even let me speak. I eventually got a word in, reminded her that not all disabilities are blatantly obvious, and lifted my shirt up to show her my bag. She went bright red, and I got on with my day. The next day, I go to use the disabled bathroom to find a poster on the door saying, wheelchair users only. I didn't make a huge fuss, but happened to mention to the colleague across the table from me, have you seen Jane's latest stunt? This is the woman who told me to watch out for her initially. I go home for the day and return the next to an email saying to report to HR as soon as I clock in. I get in there to be told that I'm receiving a verbal warning as my tittle-tattle in the office caused a huge bust-up between Jane and my mentor. Jane was in the office and smirking all the while. I lost my cool and told her that the only reason she's still in a job is because of how long she'd been with the business and that she isn't going to bully me out of my position like she had my two predecessors. I also told her that I apologize that she's been dealt a bad hand, but that it doesn't give her the right to treat people like trash and that she is no longer the only disabled person in the office, so she isn't going to keep getting away with her stunts. I then told HR about the bathroom incident and what followed. Eventually, Jane was suspended pending investigation. I must admit, I felt great on the day. But as the week has gone on, I can't help but feel guilty. I wanted to teach her a bit of a lesson, but not put her job at risk in times like we are having, the cost of living crisis, etc. So am I the jerk? Before I even comment on that, here is an update. So nothing official has happened, but I had a chat with HR strictly off the record. Jane was suspended as we had offsite visitors in on the day, meaning that her sign could have been deemed as bringing the company into disrepute, which is classed as gross misconduct. I said off the record that I'd be happy to drop the complaint, as to be honest, I don't really want to play the office politics, and I'm already over what was said. I also harbor no ill will towards the company, as they've been fantastic with me, and I can't blame an entire company for the unauthorized actions of one person. However, it's being taken out of my hands, as the venue director is getting involved, which strikes me as a bad sign for Jane. For those interested, they expunged my warning so I have a clean slate again. Whilst nobody is openly celebrating Jane's departure, as it would be a bit classless, there certainly seems to be a better atmosphere around the office, so I guess that's a positive. Yeah, sounds to me like she's just a pretty bad egg and somebody that everyone doesn't really like in the office, but has to just deal with and put up with because she's been with the company for a long time and is probably decent at her job. But in reality, everyone will be more happy, as it seems here, if she just wasn't there. A lot of the time, you're going to get that on you. You're going to get people that are good at their job, but just bring the entire morale of the team and the company down. So do you really want them there just because they're okay at their job and, you know, 
get good results but make everyone else feel sad and you know bully people like jane is doing in this story and has done two times before to your predecessors i don't think so op and therefore that's just one of the reasons why you're not a butthole secondly you're definitely not the jerk for standing up to a bully whether that be anywhere it doesn't have to be in the office it doesn't have to be jane you're standing up to someone who's picking on you you're definitely not in the wrong for that and finally the fact that she has herself put on the disabled toilet door wheelchair users only yes she should be suspended for that and that is not your fault that she's done that i mean firstly she's stupid off the bat for thinking that all disabilities are visible secondly yeah your company could definitely be sued for that as that has got to be ableist right it's ableist against you because it's saying that a disabled toilet is only for wheelchair users that is not a thing oh and i've also completely forgotten that this is a law firm <laughs> yeah it doesn't get much worse than that a law firm itself being sued probably by you you could easily sue because of one of their employees being stupid yes you're definitely not the butthole and the more i think about it the more i really think that this law firm needs to get rid of her permanently am i the jerk for making my parents choose between my sister going to jail or replacing my car with their vacation money I am a 17 year old girl and I live with my parents I have an older sister who was 29 that they had when they were super young Like I think my mum was 19 and my dad was 18 They didn't do a great job with her and she has a lot of problems She's chronically unemployed and she's a thief She has two kids that are okay They live with us as well because her boyfriend didn't want them around I like the kids but they are spoiled little brats my parents dote on to make up for being trashy parents to their mum My parents won't let me put a lock on my door because it's their house and they don't want that. No problem. I talked to the kids and explained about what would happen if they came into my room without permission. We have an understanding. Well, my sister broke up with her boyfriend and she needed a place to stay. I begged my parents not to let her stay with us. They declined. So I begged again for a lock on my door. No dice. I have to go to school so I can't guard my stuff at all times. When I came home on Friday, I found my car absolutely trashed and the side of it destroyed. My sister had gone into my room, found my spare key and taken my car. Then lost control on the ice after a day of eating trash and tossing fast food wrappers everywhere. She sideswiped a tree. When I saw my car, I was livid. I told my parents that I expected her to pay to fix it. They said she didn't have any money, so I said that I would call my grandparents. They'd help me get the car and insurance. After talking with my grandfather, I came back to talk to my parents. I said that the insurance would cover fixing or replacing my car depending on the damage, but that I would have to file a police report and that my sister would probably be charged for stealing my car. They begged me to tell insurance that she had permission. I said, nope. So rather than go through insurance, they are replacing my car. But they're using money they'd set aside to take me and my nieces to Orlando next summer for my graduation. It's fine. I can do without seeing Disney World again. But my parents, sister and nieces are upset with me and saying that I'm the jerk for denying my nieces the opportunity to go on a vacation that they've never had. I just asked them if a lock for my door would have been cheaper. So am I the jerk? Oh, and a quick edit here. Hey, I just got home from school. There is a deadbolt on my bedroom door and my mum gave me a key. She says that she's keeping the other one for emergency. I agreed as long as it was only for emergencies. Well, I think the fact that your parents have now installed a lock on your door shows that you were in the right the entire time and they now realize their mistake. It would have been so much easier had they just given you a lock in the first place and they now realize that. I mean, that comment at the end, I just asked them if a lock for my door would have been cheaper. So good. I mean, so petty. It's not petty revenge, but it might as well be. And yeah, look, it's a shame that they're not going to be able to go on a vacation and neither are you. But ultimately, your car has been destroyed and you need a car. And that is where the money should go. And that is where the money has rightfully gone. Am I the jerk for snapping at my friend who keeps ditching me because I now have a child? Just over two years ago, I, a 29-year-old woman, unexpectedly got pregnant and now have a beautiful 18-month-old daughter, Kira. Over that time, my friend's circle got considerably smaller, but my best friend remained, Mia. 
Mia doesn't have kids nor want kids, but she's been brilliant with Kira. I am a stay-at-home mum and obviously don't have as much time to hang out as I did previously. Mia and I live on the same streets. We're in Manchester, England, and it's a walking distance between our houses. I've told Mia numerous times that she can just pop in whenever she wants. She works from home, but she rarely does. She did at the beginning, but it's been happening less and less. Instead, she keeps suggesting we go out for coffee or pizza or even a drink, but I don't have the time. And I always just tell her to come over and we'll have coffee at my place. She asked if I wanted to go out with her and her other friends for a drink last weekend now i said no but that she's welcome to come over and we'll have a few drinks at mine she said she already had plans and it felt weird to drink when she knows there's a child around honestly i feel neglected i feel like she put me on a back burner and doesn't want to be friends anymore i'm always available but she rarely comes over and i don't think that's fair today i saw her photos from saturday night and i was fuming She ditched me just so she could go and drink like she's 20 again. I felt rejected and horrible. I thought we were best friends, but she clearly doesn't value me when she won't even have a few drinks with me at my house. When she finished work, she called and asked if I fancied going for a coffee in town, but I asked her to come over again. She said yes, but before she disconnected, I heard her mumble like always. This really annoyed me. When she came over, I decided to be open about everything. And while not my proudest or most mature moments, I shouted at her that she's an awful friend, that she barely comes over, and if she doesn't want to spend time with me, to just say it and stop playing around. She said she's always been accommodating, but it's been two years and she doesn't want to spend time with me when there's always a kid, especially now when she has to watch her language. Mia likes to swear. I said that she knew I had a child and responsibilities. And she said that Tom, my partner, could take care of Kira once in a while so I could have time off. This felt really intrusive and I told her to mind her own business and not meddle on my marriage. I was really angry with her and kicked her out. She called me a selfish jerk on her way out. Normally, I'd expect her to call by now with apologies, but she hasn't done so. And I'm starting to wonder, was I in the wrong or was she? Perhaps I was too harsh and should have been more careful with discussing it. Yeah, tough one. To be honest with you guys, I think that OP is in the wrong here, right? I understand what she's saying. She obviously has responsibilities and has a baby, has a child, and you can't go out and, you know, drink and, you know, even maybe go and have coffee all the time, pizza all the time. I understand that. However, you have said yourself that you do have a partner there who can take care of your child and let you have time off. I mean, that's a normal thing to do, right? And also, it's not as if your friend has ditched you. She keeps inviting you to do stuff. She has gone round to your house, it seems like, quite a lot of the time. I mean, you said at the beginning she'd a lot it's happening less and less now and by that comment on the phone you can see that she doesn't just want to go to your house every single time you meet up she wants to go and have fun she wants a drink there's nothing wrong with acting like you're 20 by the way she doesn't have responsibilities at her age of 31 she's gonna go and do fun stuff that she wants to do and you can't control that i'll be upset with that she literally asked you to go out with her and her friends like she's made the plans and invited you along you said no You can't be angry at her photos. Sorry. She's just living her life. If anything, I'd say that you're the one that's not being a great friend here. She's putting in a lot more effort than you. The only effort that you'd have to put in would be to say to your partner, oh, I want to go out with my friend. Can you look after the baby? They say yes. Then you'd go. Really, is it that difficult? I don't think so. Now, before we get into our next story, I have a very special announcement for you. After an insane amount of demand from you guys, I'm delighted to say that I've released some limited edition Not Today Karen merch. Picture this, you're out and about in the streets and a wild Karen appears and starts confronting you. What do you do? Well, normally you have to talk to a witch like this. However, get one of these t-shirts or hoodies on and all you have to do is simply point to it, laugh, 
and walk away. How easy is that? The link is down in the description if you like what you see. Go ahead, check the stuff out. I think they'd make a great Christmas present or even just a little gift for yourself. As always, it's official stuff from the very best supplier, so the quality is unmatched and it's one of the best ways to support me and the channel. With that being said, let's carry on. Am I the jerk for telling my husband I'd rather nobody use my holiday booking out of spite? My husband and I have been together for five years, married for three. We're both athletic people, or at least I used to be. So we've been planning a holiday for the past year. Without going into major details, it's an expensive, by my standards, holiday. And it would have involved a lot of hiking. I was looking forward to it. I was in an accident recently. And once again, without going into much detail, as it's triggering, lost my leg. It's upsetting, but I'm not in a place to openly speak about it outside of therapy. Obviously, due to this recent restriction, I'm unable to do what we planned for our holiday. I hadn't thought about the holiday. It's non-refundable. I'd expected my husband to not want to go. Currently, his family haven't asked once how I am and my family claim it's hard to be around me because they don't know how to support me, whatever. He said yesterday that he's invited his sister in my place. I was baffled because I expected him to support me. He said it's not for two months. I'm like, so? Cancel and book something we can both do. He said he needs a break, that he's been supporting me, he deserves this, and he was also looking forward to it. So I said, you go, but I pay for my spot, so no, she can't use it. He asked if I'm being serious, that it's spiteful, his sister hasn't done anything. I said she hasn't asked me once how I'm doing. She texted me last week for £150, why should she get a free holiday? Anyway, he's upset, claiming he'll still go and pay for his sister, which he won't, since A, it's expensive, and B, last I checked, it's fully booked. So am I the jerk? I'd ask family or friends, but I don't feel like texting them. I mean, first things first, just off the bat, the first thing I need to mention is that if you have travel insurance, you'll be able to get the money back. You've lost your leg. I don't know how it happened, but I mean, surely that is covered by insurance, right? I feel like that's the first thing to say. Secondly, no, you're not the jerk anyway. It is your spot on the trip. It is your money. Therefore, you can choose to do with that spot and that money and that trip what you want. And if you don't want anyone to go in your place, then that's absolutely fine. If I'm honest, the actions and words of both your husband's family, your husband and your family are kind of crazy. Like, that's the most upsetting thing here. Surely everyone should be saying, okay, let's cancel the entire trip because this is something that OP really wanted to do and they've lost their leg. Your family's saying it's hard to be around you and we don't know how to support you. That is just ridiculous. That's just not good family right there. Your husband's acting poorly as well, and his family's not even worth mentioning. The whole thing is just very, very poor all around. And ultimately, I'm very sorry that you lost your leg. Am I the jerk for refusing to pay child support to my ex-wife for our children so she and her husband can save for their other kids? My ex-wife and I are the parents of a daughter who is 17 and a son who is 15. We share custody of our kids 50-50, and we've been divorced for 13 years now. Neither of us pays child support because we have equal time with the kids and we split the cost of everything school medical dental extracurriculars i opened up bank accounts for my kids when each was born and i've saved from the get-go but around eight or so years ago i came into some money because i was injured at work and i put that money into their accounts as well as this a relative died four years ago and i was left a sum of money that also went into the accounts for my children the money i've now saved for them will help them tremendously in their futures whether they go to college or not my ex-wife remarried several years ago her stepdaughter is 16 she's got a nephew of her husband's they are raising who is 14 and she has a seven and five-year-old with her husband my ex-wife wanted to talk to me about college for our kids and she told me that she and her husband had told all their kids that community college would be the most affordable option for them and that they would get as much help as possible but a more expensive school would be tough on them i told her that our kids would have that option if they wanted it because i've saved a more than healthy amount for them 
She asked me why I never told her sooner and I told her because I was taking care of our children And it wasn't something she needed to know about a few days after this talk She called me and alongside her husband said that they would like me to pay child support for our kids So that they can save more money for their other children's futures I told her I wasn't going to pay her child support just so she could support the other children in her home Her husband told me I could always offer to split the money between all of the children I told him I wasn't paying for his kids to go to college I told them I only had a responsibility to my children I told them if they wanted to save more money I would happily take the kids more if they my kids want to spend more time at home with me My ex-wife called me cruel and said keeping 50 50 and paying money so our kids siblings can go to college should be a no-brainer for me I told her the day I have an obligation to help her support her entire household is a day in another universe where we never broke up But we did and she has to accept she's equally responsible for our kids as me They both told me I was a butt and even though I feel like i'm crazy for asking I must ask am I the jerk? See now this one is extremely simple. There is absolutely no way you're the jerk They're just trying to manipulate you and coerce you into paying towards their kids futures You have no right slash need to do that they're not your kids and yeah i kind of get what they're saying in terms of your kids have enough maybe they do i I don't know but it's also your money and your children so you're obviously going to put that money towards your children in a very sensible way i may add there's nothing wrong with that and that definitely does not mean that you should give money to your ex-wife's children strange am i the jerk for asking my roommate to avoid cooking certain meals when my pregnant girlfriend visits my girlfriend and i are expecting we don't live together but we're waiting till the baby's born to figure out our living arrangements she is four months pregnant there are certain smells that she just cannot tolerate and my roommate tends to cook some meals with a smell that causes her to be nauseous this results in her throwing up and getting sick I tried to speak to him about it, but he got pretty defensive saying he has a specific diet that he sticks to and that he didn't see how this was wrong I cleared things up saying there was nothing wrong with what he was doing But I just asked him to not cook those specific meals that have a smell that trigger my girlfriend's nausea He got upset and ranted about how he's a resident unlike my girlfriend who doesn't live here And said that he can't even consider my request since she's here almost four days a week and stays until 10 p.m I tried to discuss it with him and maybe figure out a compromise But he bluntly told me he doesn't owe me or my girlfriend any accommodations nor compromises i thought that was unnecessarily rude and selfish of him he told me to deal with it or tell her not to come which was offensive because she's my partner and she's pregnant and i need to make sure she's okay by seeing her weekly he's avoiding me right now so am i the jerk i figured it wouldn't be such a huge deal since it wasn't like i'm telling him to stop cooking at all just when my girlfriend is over for some information as well i can't go to her place because she's currently living with her parents and i can't go over there because i'm not on good terms with them oof a little bit of a tech one here now a few issues with this one because off the rip i would honestly say that asking somebody to be a little bit conscientious about what they're cooking when their pregnant girlfriend is over because it makes her actually throw up is a fair shout the thing that i don't really agree with your roommate on op is when they're saying that they shouldn't have to make any accommodations nor compromises to you or your girlfriend i don't agree with that because you're roommates you have to live with each other and therefore you're gonna have to compromise on certain things now that is kind of the end of me agreeing with op because after that yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think you might be the jerk. First of all, you're saying that she comes around four days a week and stays until 10 o'clock. What is he supposed to do in that time? Like the guy's got to eat and you can't ask him to cook different meals all the time 
four days a week is the majority of the week. He can't change his menus and recipes for the majority of the time in his own home just because you're a girlfriend. That is too far. Also, you can't go to her place because she's currently living with her parents and you're not on good terms with them. That's on you. That's not your roommates. Like your roommate shouldn't have to put up with that just because you fell out with your girlfriend's parents. That's not on him to change all his recipes and meals just because you can't go to your girlfriend's place. I think the main thing is that your roommate is right. He didn't choose to live with a pregnant woman. Like that wasn't part of the deal. And yeah, look, I'm sure that he would be willing to sacrifice maybe one or two meals a week, but four days a week changing everything for himself. That was never the plan. And that's unfair to put that, that burden on him. Am I the jerk for telling my friend to man up or not come to my wedding? For some context, me and Taylor have been best friends since forever. We were school buddies, college friends. My parents love him. We vacationed together many times. Taylor is a very affectionate person, a kind, thoughtful guy. Three years ago, me and Anne started dating, and now I'm pretty sure she's the love of my life. Brilliant women all around, we're getting married next January. The conflict. After a long and thoughtful conversation, my fiance voiced her concerns about inviting Taylor to our wedding. Basically, she had two main reasons for asking him that. One, dress code. Taylor is a 30-year-old punk. He wore a dress to our prom. You know, that kind of guy. Two, Taylor is dating a guy, which is not the problem, but his partner is also very flamboyant. Anne wants a very minimalist, quiet, calm wedding because she struggles with anxiety and ADHD. So that was her request. I talked to Taylor the next day and I told him about Anne's concerns. Tay said, do you think I'm going to show up in a white dress and laugh about it? But I told him he needed to promise he would respect the dress code black tuxedo for the guys that was the code i got a little caught in the moment so maybe i was harsher than i should have been i told him to man up and to act his age i said some stupid stuff like people laugh about you you want to be a joke he said sure no problem and the next day he declined the online invitation he keeps telling me we're good and everything is okay but the situation is bothering me i love tay but i know he can be difficult my group chat of my family is burning because they don't understand why he won't be there and our friends group chat is dead since the news dropped am i the jerk yeah op not gonna lie i think you might be the jerk here you've said to one of your best mates man up and also if you dress how you normally dress people are gonna laugh at you when that's just the way he is that is tough okay i'm looking at this now you want to be a joke is what you said to him Wow, this could have been so easily avoided if you just said to him, look, by the way, I know how you like to dress and I would never want to, you know, restrict you. However, on this one certain occasion, due to the disorders that my girlfriend has, it is extremely important that you fully respect the dress code. And he would have clearly said, yes, that's fine. I will do that. That could have been it. It could have been as simple as that. But no, you went down the people laugh about you route. That is personal. Am I the jerk for selling my house since my roommates thought I was ripping them off? I own, have a massive mortgage on, a house in a high cost of living city. I have four roommates. I have the basement suites and the upstairs is rented to one couple and two single people. They know I own the house and all of them were recommended to me by friends or family. I still required a lease agreement and security deposit as well as first and last month's rents. I was just willing to rent to them at below market rate because I didn't have to advertise or arrange for a property manager. Between the four of them, I collect enough to cover the mortgage and utilities with a little left over. I save my money and use it to pay for major repairs and maintenance. Well, I'll be starting a new job in a different city in the new year. I knew about this back in late October. I offered the couple an opportunity to take over the basement suite in the new year for a little bit more money. They would get a massive bedroom upgrade and a private living room, bathroom, and kitchen. They agreed and let me know that they were planning on moving out in one year, so they'd be willing to sign a one-year lease. 
I asked the two singles if either of them wanted to take the master bedroom that would be empty. They both declined, but asked if they could turn it into a home office for them. I said, sure, but they would have to cover the rent for the room. Now, they think I'm being unreasonable. Since I'll be making more money off the couple, they think I should keep their rent the same and let them have the room for free. I offered it to them for 80% of what I was getting before, but they called me a selfish jerk for taking all their money. Even if they took the deal, they would still be paying less than market value for a single room in our city. It turned into a huge fight with the people who referred them to me calling me a greedy jerk for trying to suck money out of their friends. I don't need to deal with any of this. I found a property investor who was willing to buy my house and honor my current leases, including the new one for the couple. Unfortunately for the other two renters, their leases are up in February, and I imagine the rents would be going up a fair bit. But that isn't my problem anymore. So now everyone they know are angry with me because these two people will most likely have to move into a worse living situation. I feel bad because if I wasn't moving, I would stay and deal with it but it is just easier to walk away and there we go ending with someone who definitely is in the rights the fact that you're giving them a good deal in the first place and they don't really understand that so then when you give them a normal deal or even a slightly better than normal deal they think it's a bad deal you're kind of just getting punished there for you being nice in the first place that's not how it should work and also why are other people getting involved in your rent and stuff like it's between you and your tenants right i don't know everyone's going oh you're such a disgrace you're charging less than the standard rate for a room you're still a disgrace makes no sense also the fact that you're saying that if you weren't moving out you would stay and deal with it yourself and the fact that you have been doing that for a long period of time at a cheaper price for everyone else shows that you're a nice person and you're a fantastic landlord but you not being there means that you have to employ someone or pay someone to look after the property how are you gonna get that money the rent has to go up and the fact that it's underneath the market value anyway means you have that license you have that space to do it and they really can't complain and there we go those are some of the very best the most upvoted posts of the past year really hope you enjoyed if you did and you want more content like that straight away check out the video on screen or if you're listening on podcast platforms the link is in the description and wow let's just think about it for one second guys you've watched three hours listen to three hours of me how that's my question i know i couldn't do that so i respect you for doing it incredible stuff i mean i can't lie i'm very grateful i rate it highly i just don't know how you've done it but fair play to you and i hope you want to watch even more even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.